Live across the Great Lakes State, you're connected to Michigan's most engaging and influential radio and television program, Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields. Presented by Blue Cross, Blue Shield of Michigan, and Blue Care Network. I'm producer and creative director, Tony Cuthbert. Now in the shadow of the Capitol Dome in Lansing, he's heard from the beaches of Lake Michigan to the halls of power and behind closed doors, here's Michigan's Michael Patrick Shields. I need a man who has powerful friends. I need a million dollars in cash. I need Don Corleone, those politicians you carry in your pocket. If the rule you followed, brought you to this. Of what use was the rule? Michael Patrick Shields is on the air. Good morning, world. From the end of the road at the top of the world, this is where the rule brought you. It's Michael Patrick Shields, and if you want more than a million dollars in cash, you can get it today. $493 million in the Mega Millions jackpot, and that is tonight at 11 o'clock. And uh, if you uh, are psyched about the Powerball, nobody won yesterday, so $348 million on Wednesday. You can get the tickets at MichiganLottery.com or at your local lottery retailer, including Meyer, where you get more of the things you want most. More local produce, more home decor, more free prescriptions, and more importantly, you get them all for less at Meyer. Why would you pay more? So Powerball Wednesday, $348 million. Mega Millions today, $493 million. And, you know, as J.P. McCarthy used to say, a million here, a million there. Pretty soon you're talking about real money. A very pleasant Tuesday to you, sipping on a boxed water. It's Michael Patrick Shields. And we get your Tuesday morning turkey on the road with news that former Congressman Pete Hoekstra is talking money, too. Remember, he was uh, ambassador to the Netherlands, and he now is the chair of the Michigan Republican Party. He's hoping to have access to their finances. He was elected to replace Christina Caramo, the former chair. She hasn't vacated the office, and so... There's a battle over who actually controls the GOP, and that's actually going to court this week. So it's so ironic to me that Christina Caramo, who was an election denier for Donald Trump, got herself into the position by being that way, now won't leave office after she's turned the place into a financial ghost town. There isn't even really an office anymore, as far as I know. Uh, They got rid of the one that was there, the Secchia Center, I think they called it, in the Lansing area. So... Hoekstra said she hasn't turned over the finances. She's still in control of the website and the email list, which is about all that's left of the Republican Party. So there's a battle, and the court will decide it. And uh, politics is quite bare knuckles these days. Rashida Tlaib, the Democrat member of Congress, and a group called Listen to Michigan are telling Democrats, and she's a Democrat, to vote uncommitted in the state's presidential primary that's coming up next week and actually has sort of already started because you have early voting now. The campaign manager for the group called Listen to Michigan, Tlaib's sister, say they want to send a message to President Biden. They're not happy with how he has reacted to the war between Israel and Hamas, and so they're focused on the primary election. They want to make a stand and show that Arab Americans and Muslims have voting power in Michigan. And the word is that the president is trying to get Israel to ease off uh, cleaning out Gaza from Hamas. And the Palestinians have been suffering. But Israel suffered too. 
So it's very complicated, and we'll talk more about it later this morning. Um, the former Big Boy restaurant on Pearl Street in Grand Rapids, where we're heard on WTKG, that's been donated to the Grand Rapids Downtown Development Authority, and there are plans in the works to use that property, and they're going to build that professional soccer stadium there. Downtown Grand Rapids Incorporated spokesperson Bill Kirk. So there are some steps that need to be taken before the soccer stadium can be built. That organization controls the DDA. So would you like to see a soccer game in downtown Grand Rapids? You may be able to. $50 million money this morning is what we're talking about. Being donated by the DeVos Family Foundation. And they're supporting the expansion of pediatric care in the Grand Rapids area. Corwell Health's Helen DeVos Children's Hospital, Mary Freebed Rehab Hospital, and Pine Rest Christian Mental Health Services are going to get the money. Children's Hospital will get $40 million. They're expanding the pediatric intensive care unit by 14 beds. And we pray they never need them all. Um, and the support the blended medical psychiatric unit. That's going to open up this spring. And the Joan Secchia Children's Rehabilitation Center, created by DeVos Children's and Mary Freebed Hospitals, that will open in 2026. And they're going to get $5 million. Uh, we never let the birthday of a beautiful person pass without taking note. Cindy Crawford is 58, and I had the good opportunity to meet her just a couple of weeks ago. She's tall, she's lovely, and her hands are soft as silk. Happy birthday, Cindy Crawford. And Justin Verlander, and we remember him well around Michigan, and we always will, is 41 today, and we're still oh, about five, six days away from the Tigers playing their first spring training game. They are getting ready down there in Lakeland, Florida. It's Michael Patrick Shields with you through the AT&T microphones. More sports coming with Tony Cuthbert a little bit later. Gosh, I have a lot to talk to you about today. I can't even figure out where to begin at all. I will remind you that business leaders from Michigan, since we're talking about money, they're quite serious about it as well. And uh, they are dedicated to making Michigan a top 10 state for jobs, education, widely shared prosperity, and a healthy economy. Um, we're going to speak later to Mike Rogers. He was chair of the House Intelligence Committee. He is running for United States Senate. That's been going on for so long and such a long way to go still, too. And a race that we really can't quite put our finger on except to say that there is one candidate less than the last time we talked to him. And so we'll talk about that coming up, too. Uh, also, how do you vote right now? There is early voting going on. What does that mean to you? And um, if you're going to vote in the primary, I don't, I don't know how many people will bother, but some will. Madonna. We still talk about Madonna because she's from Michigan, and she's on tour. Remember, she had to postpone her tour because she wasn't feeling well last summer and said she nearly died. Well, she's 65 years old now, and she was performing in Seattle, and she was on, like, one of those chairs that you roll around in the office, and uh, she had it on the stage, and she tried to push herself to roll across the stage in the chair, and, oh, how embarrassing, uh, the chair fell over, and she fell down on the stage. And uh, for a minute there, Madonna just laid there. And then uh, she got up and kept on going like nothing ever happened. But ooh, she's going to be sore today, I think, after that. 
Gosh, that would be embarrassing, wouldn't it? It's Michael Patrick Shields with you through the AT&T microphone. Some of the news you're going to get this morning having to do with people from Michigan is going to be painful, but we'll try to inspire you to stick around. In fact, we're going to get a little Irish inspiration as we get closer and closer to St. Patrick's Day by way of Las Vegas. Find out in just a couple minutes. Our St. Patrick's Day coverage is brought to you by the Michigan Catholic Conference and Paul Long. He'd be interested to know that the Alabama Supreme Court has ruled frozen embryos are children. And the wrongful death of a minor implies to unborn children regardless of their location. Intriguing the law and the patchwork we have across America now. It's MPS. Welcome to Tuesday. Fly Lansing nonstop to Orlando on Avello Airlines and enjoy Florida sunshine in no time. Fly from Lansing's Capital Region International Airport and enjoy affordable parking, hassle-free check-in, and short security lines. Say hello to Avello with nonstop flights from Lansing to Orlando International Airport. Book your trip today at AvelloAir.com. That's A-V-E-L-O-Air.com. And fly Lansing. Tomorrow is happening right now. Today, more than ever, the world needs safe, secure, sustainable, and affordable sources of energy. That's why Enbridge is advancing new technologies to reduce emissions, like carbon capture and hydrogen power. By putting in the work today, we're bridging to a cleaner energy future. Tomorrow is on. Enbridge. Life takes energy. On each episode of My Business Matters, the Michigan Chamber podcast, a Michigan Chamber team member will sit down with a special guest or guests who are influential employers, policymakers, and leaders here in Michigan. We'll discuss relevant, timely issues affecting our state's economy, workforce, and our communities. We'll help foster pragmatic problem solving, and we'll do it with civility. Each episode is 15 to 20 minutes in length, just long enough to get the key updates and hear those important conversations while being short enough to listen on your commute or that break during your day. Check out our latest episode hosted by me, Amanda Toy of the Michigan Chamber, where I'm joined by a top travel tourism industry leader, innovator, and foodie. We'll get the inside scoop on the latest forecast for our state's winter season and how this industry, hospitality, plays a solid economic engine role in the Great Lakes State. Like and subscribe to My Business Matters podcast on any of your favorite podcast platforms. Just search MI Business Matters. Until we connect next time on My Business Matters, I'm Jim Holcomb, President and CEO of the Michigan Chamber of Commerce. I'm paving the road for a lot of other people looking like me to get elected. Brooklyn's first black representative. You're about to make history. You're going to be president? You ain't no man. Maybe we should find your mother. The first trailer is out for Netflix's Shirley. The film stars Regina King as Shirley Chisholm, the first black woman elected to U.S. Congress. It follows her life as a politician and a presidential campaign in 1972. The rest of the cast includes the late Lance Reddick, Lucas Hedges, and Terrence Howard. Shirley hits the streaming service March 22nd. Alex Van Halen set to release a memoir this fall. The Brothers Van Halen, the drummer and co-founder of the band, will be available October 22nd.
Madonna knows how to keep the show going despite a mishap. During her Sunday tour stop in Seattle, the singer took a fall on stage but was able to laugh it off. Fan-captured videos show her performing Open Your Heart while sitting in a chair. One of her male dancers tilts her seat back and pulls her across the stage but ends up slipping and taking Madonna to the ground with him. Well, Madonna quickly rolled over on the floor, kept the show going, but did acknowledge the fall with a subtle laugh. She's currently on her celebration tour, which wraps in late April. That's Entertainment Steve Greenfield, NBC News Radio. That is the voice of Bono, the Irish rocker. That's the front man for the group called U2. And uh, U2 has been performing at the Sphere in Las Vegas since the day it opened, and they'll finish their residency in March, the month of St. Patrick's Day. You're listening to Michael Patrick Shields. Our St. Patrick's Day coverage will be March 15th. Downtown Lansing in our studio, and you're welcome to join us for Revelry. That's because... Paul Long, the CEO of the Michigan Catholic Conference, is welcoming this broadcast once again. And you, too, and all of us, March 15th. We hope you'll visit with us that morning in our studio, which is right at the corner of Washington and Allegan. We'll remind you many times between now and then. And U2 was performing, ooh, that sounds like, uh, that would be a harp being opened like that, maybe. You can have Guinness out of a bottle if you have to. Uh, Mother's milk is what it is. So Bono was at the Sphere, and uh, he took some time during the concert this weekend, because it went late, right? And Bono, being Irish, explained that we're a Saturday night, Sunday morning kind of group, he says, so... I confess I'm going to give you a little bit of a sermon here, since they had stretched into Sunday morning. It wasn't really a sermon, it was a heartfelt speech where he talked about peace, and he talked about Ireland, and he talked about Palestine, and he talked about the golden rule of loving each other and doing unto others as you'd have them do unto you. And somebody decided to get a little uppity in the crowd when he mentioned Palestine. You know, one of these people who don't even know what they're talking about, but they want to jump behind a cause. And he let him have it. And uh, you'll hear what he says when they whooped up during his serious conversation. But it's something we can all take inspiration in this morning. Here is Bono at the Sphere this weekend. Christians, Muslims, Jews. It's bewildering to see the suffering of the Palestinian children after witnessing the same Israeli children. Shut up! To see the suffering of the Palestinian children after we saw the suffering of the Israeli children. Yes! It was almost too much. When love looks laughable, I am sure it is the devil that is laughing. And I understand how ridiculous Love thy enemy sounds right now. 
We can't live with love thy neighbor, even in our band, in our country. But it is a divine command and not advice. Easy to say, almost impossible to enact. And God help us. In Ireland, we haven't quite got there, but we have a fragile but beautiful peace that we are grateful for. That's right. It is an impossible standard. The faithful are called this Sunday evening to pray for the terrorists as well as the terrorized. Pray for the armies as well as the civilians. That's a hard call for me because I really, 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 we really, really, growing up in Ireland, cannot stomach non-elected militias executing people. Yeah. It's very hard to say that. But tonight, we pray for the peace that passes all understanding. Irish are very spiritual and soulful, if nothing else. And so you two then played the song called Peace on Earth. Love thy enemy sounds ridiculous, he says. It's a divine command, not advice, and an impossible standard. Michael Patrick Shields with you. I got a chance to visit with Jim Nance from CBS Sports in the broadcast booth at the LA Open on CBS on Sunday when the final shots were being played and afterward for a little while. One of the things he was excited about was that during the tournament, a bunch of people went online and said, hey, Hideki Matsuyama's ball moved. And uh, Jim Nance quickly got it together, got together with the rules officials and checked it out. And then he sort of smacked down all those keyboard warriors who went looking for trouble. And he was excited to talk about it with me after the broadcast ended, but he was excited to talk about it on the air, too. On playing a game of gotcha, they think, with Matsuyama behind the 17th a moment ago and saying, hey, that ball moved. This isn't right. Let's bring in for some uh, reasoning here, Deuce. Yes, Jim. The ball did not move. The ball just shifted a little bit, but it stayed in the same position. The ball has to move to a different position, whether up, down, to the side, doesn't matter. It just didn't move its position. Okay, go find somebody else to pick on. (laughs) Yeah, go find someone else to pick on, you keyboard warriors. The ball can oscillate, as it does in that Kikuyu grass, as long as it doesn't leave the position. Speaking of leaving the position, it was sure was nice to hear Jim when the broadcast was over say, I'll see you in a month and a week. That's because he's not doing NCAA basketball this year. He'll be straight at the Masters the next time you see him on television. He'll have a somewhat limited role at the NCAA, but not on television and not broadcasting games. And man, that guy needs a rest. After going through the blizzards and the rain at Pebble Beach and the Super Bowl and the L.A. Open, uh... Good on you, Jim Nance. Enjoy yourself and your family. And by the way, Ian Baker Finch in the booth was as nice as a man could be. He uh, said goodbye to everybody, and there were only a couple of civilians in there. And then he forgot his coat, and he came back, and he's Australian, and he said, 
I'd forget my head if it wasn't crew John. <laughs> he got his jacket and his screwed on head and he split. Taking antidepressants like Prozac while pregnant can hinder a child's brain development and possibly cause mental disorders later in life. Those are the findings of a new study published last week in the journal Nature Communications. Experts say antidepressants that raise serotonin levels can influence how the brain learns and how it adjusts. After three decades, the Portsmouth Naval Shipyard in Maine has been removed from an Environmental Protection Agency list. The shipyard was designated as a Superfund site back in 1994. That was due to health and safety concerns. A total of seven areas near the shipyard were identified as possibly being contaminated with toxins. The Navy has agreed to do reviews every five years and to submit reports to the EPA. Health Update, Sarah Lee Kessler, NBC News Radio. Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields. Sitting across the table from the 43rd President of the United States, George W. Bush. Good morning, Mr. President. Thanks for being here. This is an important charity. On a personal note, and I don't want to take too much of your time here because everybody wants to see you. I thought so. (laughs) Any word for the people in Michigan? Yeah, I miss you. I spent a lot of good time up there. I've got a lot of friends. 43rd President of the United States appearing uh, on this program. That is pretty cool. Also like to hear from Dewey Steffen. He appears on this program, and he's with us again right now, the CEO and Chief Investment Officer at Great Lakes Wealth. You can find him at greatlakeswealth.us. It was President's Day yesterday, so... There are no stock market numbers to report. We will talk with him anyway. Uh, Good morning, Dewey. Good morning, Michael Patrick. Happy Tuesday. Thank you. I am reading something that's kind of astonishing to me. They call them the Magnificent Seven. And the Magnificent Seven are tech companies. Apple, Amazon, Alphabet, Meta, Microsoft, Tesla, something called NVIDIA. And uh, they've done some sort of research about their market cap, etc. The profits of these companies now exceed almost every country in the world. Isn't that amazing? Uh, yes, it certainly is amazing. And the Magnificent Seven have been leading the charge in terms of the stock market returns for over a year. And they manufacture nothing, right? Well, no, they certainly manufacture. I mean, Apple does uh, iPhones and a lot of other things. NVIDIA is computer chips that are powering all of this stuff called AI. So, Mm -hmm. no, they're certainly very, very important, like a Patrick. There is a little bit of brick-and-mortar element to them, but they affect all of us in our lives every single day, whether we use social media or not. Well, absolutely. It's really not about social media. It's just about technology and all that we do all day long. Elon Musk is saying he wants to send one million people to Mars starting in 2029. And you know what? I wouldn't put it past him. Uh, Dewey Stefan, you can find him at greatlakeswealth.us and the what do we do podcast.com. D E W E Y is how he spells his name. He's got uh, Wall Street Solutions with Main Street Values to clients and communities he serves. Tomorrow, when we talk, we'll find about why a lot of people have decided to retire lately in large amounts. And it's the stock market that might be responsible for it.
NBC News Radio. I'm Troy Thomas. Republican presidential candidate Nikki Haley says she would pardon former President Trump if he's convicted. I believe in the best interest of bringing the country together, I would pardon Donald Trump because I think it's important for the country to move on. During a Fox News town hall Sunday in South Carolina, the former governor said it would be in the country's best interest for Trump to be pardoned so Americans can leave the negativity behind. The widow of Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny says the Kremlin is hiding his body in an effort to cover up his murder. Matt Bodner has the latest on the allegations of an ongoing cover-up. I think right now it's very safe to say a message is being sent in the way the Russian government is handling this. I mean, Alexei Navalny is already dead. This is this is sort of torturous, I, I would imagine, for the family. The vocal critic of President Vladimir Putin died last week in a Russian prison, and his mother and lawyers have reportedly been denied denied access to his body. Congress is heading home for a two-week recess as the clock is ticking to fund the government. Lawmakers are not expected back on Capitol Hill until February 28th, two days before the March 1st deadline to fund some government agencies. The remaining agencies must be funded by March 8th. The path forward remains unclear as the House has not made progress on any appropriations bill since November, and Speaker Johnson has promised not to pass a another short-term funding bill. A new CDC report shows the effects of long COVID are lingering longer among people who live in certain states. It's most prevalent in West Virginia, Montana, and Alabama, where about one in nine people surveyed reported experiencing the effects. You're listening to NBC News Radio. Tech giants Apple, Amazon, Alphabet, Meta, Microsoft, NVIDIA, and Tesla, known as the Magnificent Seven, have a combined profit exceeding that of almost every country in the world. Last week, Deutsche Bank analysts said the combined market cap of the Magnificent Seven would make it the second largest country stock exchange. Tech companies agree to fight artificial intelligence-generated election misinformation. A group of 20 of the leading companies, including Microsoft, Meta, Google, and OpenAI have signed a pact to police the rising problem on their platforms. AI-generated content has quickly led to serious concerns about election-related deepfakes. Fungies.io is launching a web store platform to allow mobile game publishers and developers to reach their audience directly. The Palo Alto-based company projects a $60 billion surge in direct-to-consumer revenue. That's your tech report, Trey Thomas, NBC News Radio. There'll be days like this One there's no one complaining There'll be days like this I'm not sure, no matter what your mother told you, that uh, you knew there would be days like this in our lifetime, and maybe the days to come are even scarier than the ones we are dealing with right now. It's Michael Patrick Shields. We'll talk a little bit later with uh, Congressman, the former Mike Rogers. He was chair of the House Intelligence Committee. He's running for United States Senate, Republican in Michigan. And I remember him telling me that he would, when he was in the uh, Intelligence Committee, could go into a room, he couldn't take notes, he couldn't take pictures, he couldn't record anything, and he could read the latest intelligence data and uh, then leave the room. And he said he would go there after the day, 
and catch up on things. And he said some of it would prevent him from sleeping that night. That's how scary it was. Javed Ali is an associate professor of practice at the Ford School of Public Policy, former senior U.S. government counterintelligence official, counterterrorism official. And I guess once you're a government counterterrorism official, you always are in a sense, aren't you, sir? Well, Michael, thank you so much for having me on the show. And it's interesting that you uh, just mentioned uh, Chairman uh, Rogers. I used to go actually brief him when he was the chairman on the House Permanent uh, Select uh, Committee on Intelligence. Oh. My wife was actually a staffer as well, so I have lots of connections to, uh, to Chairman Rogers and the experiences that he had on, in Congress. Wow, what a small world. And what, what would be one of the things you would have told him that would have kept him awake at night? Well, when I was going to brief members of Congress, and I was a briefer for a big stretch of my career in the 2000s, both at a position at Homeland Security and then the FBI, it was always on things that were counterterrorism related. And in that time, uh, what I vividly remember is the threats to the United States from just terrorism were so multifaceted. We were still dealing with al-Qaeda years after 9-11, and they were still trying to launch complex attacks into the United States, and they they didn't stop trying, despite the pressure the U.S. and the, the global coalition was putting on them. And then we had a, a different kind of threat manifesting um, toward the end of that uh, decade, where we had people who were inspired by al-Qaeda's narrative, um, but no formal connections to the group. And they were likewise trying to conduct attacks here in the U.S., and unfortunately some were um, able to to, um, pull off these um, lethal attacks. So I was constantly on the Hill talking about both the overseas threat to the U.S. and then the one that was uh, developing domestically. So it was definitely an intense period of time. Do you think in your gut that it's possible that Israel knew that Palestine was going to launch some sort of attack on them like that? Yes. Yeah, so going back to the attacks of October 7th last year with Hamas in, uh, into um, to Israel, it, it doesn't look like, based on the, the information that's come out publicly, and I, I've been out of government for several years now, that Israel had at least the tactical warning that that kind of plot was developing and that they they were just you know missed opportunities to stop it what there's been some really good um, reporting from the new york times suggesting that different parts of the israeli intelligence committee and specifically the defense intelligence committee knew that at a strategic level that hamas was working on something big now was it you know october 7th uh, in the full details probably not but apparently they had what may have been the Hamas sort of plan a, a year or two in advance, but didn't yet you know, see all the different pieces of that plan coming together. And then there were a bunch of other factors that, that played into the, um, you know, just the, the catastrophic effects of October 7th. So I don't think Israel deliberately, per, you know, allowed it to happen. I think just like what happened to us on um, 9-11, or mm-hmm. pre-9-11, we just didn't see the picture in the time that we needed to see the picture. And likewise, I think the same thing happened to Israel, and they just they weren't able to, to stop it. Do you think that one day, maybe soon, there's going to be some sort of attack, some sort of event inside the United States, and we're going to say, well, we knew all those people were coming across the border. We didn't know who they were. We shouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I mean, this is this is so hard to to 
predict. And I, a different part of my career, once I stopped being a briefer, I was in a, another part of the intelligence community that tried to actually look over the horizon and anticipate threats to the U.S. that hadn't yet manifested. And that's like real, that's a real crystal ball kind of exercise. And you're pulling the best minds of the intelligence community together to, to put probability on these events that nobody wants to have happen. So getting to your question, I mean, at this point in my career, I never want to say never to anything, just given you know all, all the terrible things we've seen happen in the world over the last 20, 25 years. But I think the prospect of a a 9-11 style attack where you have multiple operatives in the United States um, from some foreign organization, whether it's a nation state or a terrorist group, and they're working on a complex plot that takes months, if not a couple years, to pull off. And that was 9-11, basically. I think the, the potential for that is very, very low. Now, knock on wood, hopefully I'm, mm-hmm. I'm right. Um, but at the same time, does it mean that at a completely different level, at an individual level, or you know, a small group that could mm-hmm. be less capable, but still try to do something, that potential is probably higher. But you know, will it come from people who are already here? Will it come from people who are crossing into the country through an airport or through land borders? Those are all the things that every day the the counterterrorism community and the homeland security community tries to figure out. You know, what does that picture look like in the United States? This might be a dumb question, but why are there groups of Chinese coming across the southern border? I mean, they they had to travel a long way to get to there. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a border security expert, but I do mm-hmm. think, uh, you know, based on you know, what the, these patterns uh, we've seen coming across the border, there are lots of different people from lots of different parts of the world who, for whatever reason, think that trying to come into the United States through that southern border is the best option for them, whether, and, you know, were there other options that they thought about that they just, you know, weren't uh, able to, to take? Now, the fact that potentially there there is there are more Chinese coming, and I, I can't validate that one way or the other, is that a sign of something? Is this a push from the Chinese government? I, I doubt it, but just the fact that there are more, apparently, if, if your information is correct, that there are more Chinese showing at the border, that just may be a symptom of people trying to to leave China or other Chinese nationals in other parts of the world that now think coming into the U.S. through the southern border is the best way to, to get in. Did those balloons bother you, the Chinese balloons that flew over the nation? Yeah, that was uh, a year ago, almost to a day, if you remember. Um, and uh, what's come out from the, the media reporting on that story is that the, apparently, based on the what the, the government, you know, FBI, and uh, and other parts of the, the government have said, is that the the at least on those two balloons, or at least on that balloon, there was no surveillance technology or equipment on it. Now that's what they said, uh, mm-hmm. but apparently there were there have been other balloons launched by the Chinese in the previous years that may have had surveillance equipment, whether it was um, photographic or um, electronic mm-hmm. signals, and those may have also had a similar flight path or flight profile. But we probably weren't tracking those either, right? So it's hard to know in those previous missions how much intelligence was China able to glean if they also came over mainland U.S. territory like the one did last year. But apparently the one last year didn't have a surveillance package. We'll continue with Javed Ali, Associate Professor at the Ford School of Public Policy, former senior U.S. government 
counterterrorism When it comes to supporting your health, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan and Blue Care Network are ready to help. They've been serving the people and communities of Michigan for 85 years because they believe the right care starts in the community. That's why they partner with organizations on progress and encourage healthy lifestyles, address health disparities, and increase access to quality health care for everyone, such as supporting free and low-cost clinics across the state. Blue Cross is ingrained in Michigan And when you're a member, you never have to travel far to access the care you need. With the largest network of doctors and hospitals, along with virtual care for both physical and mental health, you can access the care you deserve whenever and wherever you need it, bringing you peace of mind. Download the BCBSM mobile app, which provides members with instant personalized information and support to help track their coverage and claims, avoiding unexpected surprises. So wherever you are in your health journey, Blue Cross is ready to help. This is Chris Buck with Michigan Reimagined Podcast. And when it comes to managing your finances and planning for your future, I suggest you contact my friends at Wagoner Financial. Whether you're just getting started, getting ready to retire, or anywhere in between, Wagoner Financial can help you make smart financial decisions. Don't navigate a complex problem on your own. Wagoner has the expertise to help you feel confident that you're making the right financial choices. Contact an advisor by calling 517-853-3367 or visit their website at wagoner-financial.com. For more than 60 years, Dean Transportation and Dean Trailways have connected students to learning, public schools to our communities, sports teams to their championships, and you to a purpose-filled career. As the official ground transportation provider of Spartan Athletics, Dean Trailways is the state's premier motor coach provider, connecting you to pure Michigan experiences. To learn more about group travel and to join the Dean team as our next champion driver, visit DeanJobs.com today. That's DeanJobs.com. NBC News Radio. I'm Trey Thomas. President Biden says Republicans are walking away from America's obligations overseas. While speaking to reporters on the White House lawn, Biden said it was shocking that House Republicans are walking away from the threat of Russia and obligations to NATO. Republican presidential candidate Nikki Haley says she would pardon former President Trump if he's convicted. During a Fox News town hall in South Carolina, the former governor said it would be in the nation's best interest for Trump to be be pardoned. Congress is heading home for a two-week recess as the clock is ticking to fund the government. Lawmakers are not expected back on Capitol Hill until February 28th, two days before the March 1st deadline to fund some government agencies. The remaining agencies must be funded by March 8th. You're listening to NBC News Radio. I suppose this is maybe what it must have been like when Javed Ali was briefing people like Congressman Mike Rogers, who was chair of the House Intelligence Committee. He's answering my questions and hopefully yours, too, on radio stations all across the state of Michigan, associate professor at the Ford School of Public Policy. He was a senior U.S. government counterterrorism official and nice enough to join us on our AT&T line. Thank you for being here. Is this similar to what the congressional briefings might have been like, where they asked you questions and you made it <laughs> yeah. simple for them? 
Yeah, that's a great uh, that's okay. a great question, uh, Michael. Uh, sometimes those uh, hearings can be a little more contentious. So I always say this is very pleasant. So uh, oh, okay. you're not yelling at me, and I'm not getting screamed at. So that's uh, actually a good thing. So. That's because I appreciate the time and the expertise. <laughs> and I'm also, you know, I'm curious. I remember when President Obama was with Dmitry Medvedev, um, uh, who was at the time, I think, Russia's president. Uh, and he said, you know, just let me get reelected and I'll have more flexibility. But I'm reading today that that same man, Medvedev, who sat beside our president, formerly the prime minister and president, uh, is warning that a Ukrainian victory against Russia would lead to nuclear strikes on Kiev, Berlin, London and Washington, as well as civil war in Russia with tens of millions dead. How does that sit? Yeah, I, I mean, I I don't really put much stock into that response, and no. we've seen a lot of nuclear saber rattling from uh, Vladimir Putin and now other uh, folks around Putin over the last few years. Um, I think those are all just sort of empty uh, and hollow threats. Obviously, Russia has uh, you know, tremendous nuclear capability, but I don't think there's a scenario, at least versus in the fight with Ukraine, that Putin would would use nuclear weapons. I think it's just a bluster to kind of raise the the you know the temperature on on things. But I, I don't think any of these scenarios that are being described are are plausible or credible. If I'm a Russian and I have access to news, do I know? that Russia has suffered 300,000 casualties in this Ukraine war, lost 3,000 tanks and 20 ships, spent more than $200 billion on the war, and uh, lost about a trillion in economic growth. Uh, and then we find out that Navalny was probably killed in prison, which if that gulag was like I read about, almost seems merciful. How do I feel about that? And And... Why isn't there some sort of um, rising up inside Russia? Yeah, that's another great question. And as you, you know, just ticked off these statistics, which are all just terrible at an individual level or a you know, nation-state level, um, you know, Russia has suffered tremendously over the past couple years. And but Russia is not a democracy; it is controlled by you know an authoritarian leader, if not a dictator, and Vladimir Putin. News is not, I would say, accurately disseminated there. You know, the Russian government controls the, the media narrative, and any any attempts to promote an alternative narrative, which actually would be the truth, seem to be stamped out pretty pretty quickly. So that's I think that is one reason why uh, inside Russia, despite all these things that you've just described that are going so terribly wrong for them, hasn't led to more popular discontent and uprising. And, and Putin has crushed all his domestic opposition as well. So now with Navalny's death, if not murder, and that's perhaps what we'll find out, um, that there really is no credible opposition figure there anymore. And I think Putin has an iron grip on the country, and in, until something happens with his own health, or if there is somebody else who's, who actually can uh, present a more credible opposition figure, um, that he's going to be in power for another 10 or 15 years. I don't see this this direction that Russia has been on for the last 25 years ending anytime soon. He did not look sick in that Tucker Carlson interview, did he, if that was him? Right. Now, 
I, I would think that he's also getting the best medical care that uh, you know the Russian um, state can provide, and he's still relatively young. It's 70 um, years old or maybe a little older than that, uh, and they have an election coming up this year, and he will win that election by probably 95 percent, if not more. So there, there's no sense of any democratic process or challengers inside of Russia. He is going to rule the country until, I think, you know, he passes of natural causes or, or something else. But I don't think there's going to be a domestic uprising against him. I think this war in Ukraine is going to grind on. And that's part of Putin's strategy is to just basically make it a war of attrition. And Russia has fought these wars in World War One and World War Two, where they're willing to lose hmm. mi- millions of soldiers for what they would claim is you know, their ultimate victory or strategic victory. And because Ukraine, from a Russian perspective, is in, in Putin's mind, is part of Imperial Russia and, you know, wrapped up into so much Russian history and culture, that that is why I think he's willing to sacrifice so much to keep fighting. This is in Afghanistan. This is something completely different. Just a minute left, but uh, the Biden campaign officials came to Michigan yesterday and said that they don't anticipate the Israel-Hamas war is going to end anytime soon. Is that how you see it, too? Yeah, I uh, I, kind of wrote about this last October that I said this is going to look like some of these really... Um, prolonged and and you know very sort of ugly urban fights that the U.S. had seen in um, in Iraq in the 2000s and then a decade later uh, in back in Iraq and then in Syria against ISIS and it's un- unfortunately it's played out that way and Israel continues to engage in their campaign despite the you know, enormous humanitarian suffering that's going on uh, on the ground. And Prime Minister Netanyahu said that they're not finished yet. So no one knows when Israel is going to stop. And in the meantime, I think we're going to just continue to see this uh, campaign unfolding on the ground there. And that is going to have an effect, I think, domestically as well on the political level. And that's why you're seeing so many Biden administration folks um, trying to come to Michigan now just to to help shore up whatever um, uh, you know, the sort of perceived lack of support they're getting from different communities here in Michigan. Our producer, Tony Cuthbert, just described you as a tier one guest, and we couldn't agree more. Thank you so much for the valuable time, Javed Ali, Ford School of Public Policy, and I hope we can talk again soon. This is Chris Buck with the Michigan Reimagined Podcast. When it comes to creating commercial and residential spaces, there's no one I trust more than my friends at the Forsberg Real Estate Company. Brent and his team take a holistic approach to creating an environment that suits your needs while creating a foundation for a prosperous community. Since the 1950s, Forsberg has been a name to trust if you're looking to partner on a project Occupy a great space to live or work. Reach out to my friends at Forsberg Real Estate Company by calling 517-349-9330 or check out their website at lansingrealestate.com. Save big on fuel with them perks. Earn points on your Meyer purchases in-store and online. Then use your points to claim a fuel reward and save up to $1 off per gallon of gas at Meyer. Claim your M-Perks fuel rewards in the Meyer app and ID at the pump to save. Plus, earn points for qualifying Meyer Express purchases and look for exclusive Meyer Express offers. Download the Meyer app to sign up or see Meyer.com to learn more. Ten cents to one dollar off per gallon based on points earned. Exclusions apply. Not valid in Wisconsin. Max thirty gallons. 
The NFL franchise tag window opens this afternoon. We'll run through March 5th. A couple of key players expected to get tagged, including Giants running back Saquon Barkley and Bengals receiver T. Higgins. Bears reportedly talk with other teams about trading quarterback Justin Fields at this year's Senior Bowl. Fields no longer following the Bears on Instagram. Veteran running back Mike Davis announced he's retiring after spending eight seasons with six different teams. The Nets promoting assistant Kevin Ollie to interim head coach. He'll serve his first game when the Nets visit the Raptors Thursday night. Timberwolves signed point guard Mike Connolly to a two-year, $21 million extension. Will Byron won the Daytona 500 for the first time in his career after NASCAR officials determined he was leading the pack when the caution flag waved heading into the final lap. That's sports. Ron Moss, NBC News Radio. Live across the Great Lakes State, you're connected to Michigan's most engaging and influential radio and television program, Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields. Thank you so much, Michael Patrick. It's always great working with you, and you make a difference talking to all the people that you do and pulling out the best in them as you have conversations. And it also gives us some really deep insights into what's really happening in our state. Michigan's Michael Patrick Shields. Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan knows whole health includes body and mind, and Blue Cross covers it all. From mental health resources to exercise routines, Blue Cross is ready to help, and you can learn more at bcbsm.com. You can learn more about sports with Mr. Tony Cuthbert. Let's start on the ice, NPS, and we got to go a long way to do it. Seattle, Washington, to be exact, as the Red Wings, they closed out their Four-game road trip, a 4-3 to three overtime win over the Kraken in Seattle. Ben Sherrod, a goal in overtime for Detroit. So they finish this road trip 2-2-0, and they will return home to host the Colorado Avalanche on Thursday. Not exactly the uh, old-fashioned rivalry that we loved, I don't know, 20 years ago, but it's still a fun contest because Colorado is really good. The NHL has a way, by the way, MPS, of dumping news at the wrong time so it's completely missed this might have been one of those it was over the weekend the michigan and ohio rivalry at the legendary horseshoe it's going to take a different look next year as the red wings and the columbus blue jackets will play at ohio stadium on march 1st of 2025 it's part of the stadium series and we remember the Red Wings did this against the Toronto Maple Leafs at the Big House, and that thing sold out. This one, I'm curious to see if they're going to have that type of draw because the Blue Jackets, not really a good team, not sure about the fan base down there. Will the Red Wings fans travel down to the shoe to watch a hockey game, uh, which could be bad weather, as we know. But it, nonetheless, it will look really cool on TV. And we, What else do they have to do in Columbus? Um... Not much when it comes to this time of year because their basketball team's bad as well. So, uh, yeah, maybe go to the horseshoe and just enjoy a hockey game. Why not? Now, the Michigan State basketball team, they are trending upwards as we get ready to enter March, and they take on the Iowa Hawkeyes tonight at the Brez. If you want to watch this game, you might need to go there, though, because it's only available on Peacock, as we come to know. Spartans have won three in a row. Of course, they they beat up on Michigan. The score was closer than the game was. Michigan sits at 17-9, and 9-6 in Big Ten play. They only have five games left on the season. The Wolverines will visit the Northwestern Wildcats, and that's going to be a toughie, and that's going to happen on Thursday. If you're just catching up on college basketball, the number one team on the, in the land is UConn. 
followed by Houston, Purdue, Arizona, and Tennessee. We do have the Tigers continuing their workouts in Lakeland, and they will get it underway on Saturday against the New York Yankees. And that's brought to you by Dean Transportation. Good listening all day long on the great radio station you're tuned to right now and at MIBigShow.com. It's Michael Patrick Shields. NBC News Radio. I'm Trey Thomas. President Biden says Republicans are walking away from America's obligations overseas. While speaking to reporters on the White House lawn, Biden said it was shocking that House Republicans are walking away from the threat of Russia and obligations to NATO. Republican presidential candidate Nikki Haley says she would pardon former President Trump if he's convicted. During a Fox News town hall in South Carolina, the former governor said it would be in the nation's best interest for Trump to be pardoned. Congress is heading home for a two-week recess as the clock is ticking to fund the government. Lawmakers are not expected back on Capitol Hill until February 28th, two days before the March 1st deadline to fund some government agencies. The remaining agencies must be funded by March 8th. You're listening to NBC News Radio. GOP presidential hopeful Nikki Haley will give a speech today on the state of the presidential race. She's set to deliver the remarks in Greenville, South Carolina at noon Eastern. The speech comes just days before the former South Carolina governor is set to go head-to-head with former President Trump in her home state's GOP primary. Congress is on a two-week recess as the clock is ticking to fund the government. Lawmakers are not expected on Capitol Hill until February 28th. That's two days before the March 1st deadline to fund some government agencies. President Biden says Republicans are walking away from America's obligations overseas. While speaking to reporters on the White House lawn, Biden said it was shocking that House Republicans are walking away from the threat of Russia and obligations to NATO. That's politics. Trey Thomas, NBC News Radio. NBC News Radio. I'm Troy Thomas. Republican presidential candidate Nikki Haley says she would pardon former President Trump if he's convicted. I believe in the best interest of bringing the country together, I would pardon Donald Trump because I think it's important for the country to move on. During a Fox News town hall Sunday in South Carolina, the former governor said it would be in the country's best interest for Trump to be pardoned so Americans can leave the negativity behind. The widow of Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny says the Kremlin is hiding his body in an effort to cover up his murder. Matt Bodner has the latest on the allegations of an ongoing cover-up. I think right now it's very safe to say a message is being sent in the way the Russian government is handling this. I mean, Alexei Navalny is already dead. This is, this is sort of torturous, I, I would imagine, for the family. The vocal critic of President Vladimir Putin died last week in a Russian prison, and his mother and lawyers have reportedly been been denied access to his body. 
Congress is heading home for a two-week recess as the clock is ticking to fund the government. Lawmakers are not expected back on Capitol Hill until February 28th, two days before the March 1st deadline to fund some government agencies. The remaining agencies must be funded by March 8th. The path forward remains unclear as the House has not made progress on any appropriations bill since November, and Speaker Johnson has promised not to pass another short-term funding bill. A new CDC report shows the effects of long COVID are lingering longer among people who live in certain states. It's most prevalent in West Virginia, Montana, and Alabama, where about one in nine people surveyed reported experiencing the effects. You're listening to NBC News Radio. The opening bell rings this morning on Wall Street, kicking off a holiday-shortened trading week. Stocks closed lower Friday to wrap things up after a larger-than-expected jump in wholesale prices. The January producer price index rose three-tenths percent, adding to fears the Federal Reserve will delay rate cuts. At Friday's closing bell, the Dow Jones Industrial Average lost 145 points to 38,627. The S&P 500 shed 24 points to 50,05. And the Nasdaq fell 130 points to 15,775. Tech companies agree to fight artificial intelligence-generated election misinformation. Phil Hewlett reports. A group of 20 of the leading companies, including Microsoft, Meta, Google, OpenAI, Anthropic, Amazon, and Adobe, have signed a pact to police the rising problem on their platforms. AI-generated content has quickly led to serious concerns about election-related misinformation, also known as deep fakes. I'm Phil Hewlett. Capital One Financial is set to acquire Discover Financial Services in a massive deal. The acquisition is set for over $35 billion, all stock. Discover shareholders will get a little over one Capital One share for each Discover share, with the deal expected to close in late 2024. Capital One reportedly plans to keep the Discover brand. Lyft CEO David Risher says the rideshare company's bottom line was boosted thanks to the Taylor Swift Eras Tour. Traffic to and from stadiums and hotels was significantly up when the pop star was in town, anywhere from 25 to 60 percent. Risher also told Yahoo Finance that Swifties tend to tip three times higher than average. Consumer and Business News, Trey Thomas, NBC News Radio. The NFL franchise tag window opens this afternoon. We'll run through March 5th. A couple of key players expected to get tagged, including Giants running back Saquon Barkley and Bengals receiver T. Higgins. Bears reportedly talk with other teams about trading quarterback Justin Fields. At this year's Senior Bowl, Fields no longer following the Bears on Instagram. Veteran running back Mike Davis announced he's retiring after spending eight seasons with six different teams. The Nets promoting assistant Kevin Ollie to interim head coach. He'll serve his first game when the Nets visit the Raptors Thursday night. Timberwolves signed point guard Mike Connolly to a two-year, $21 million extension. Will Byron won the Daytona 500 for the first time in his career after NASCAR officials determined he was leading the pack when the caution flag waved heading into the final lap. That's sports. Ron Moss. NBC News Radio. 
GOP presidential hopeful Nikki Haley will give a speech today on the state of the presidential race. She's set to deliver the remarks in Greenville, South Carolina at noon Eastern. The speech comes just days before the former South Carolina governor is set to go head-to-head with former President Trump in her home state's GOP primary. Congress is on a two-week recess as the clock is ticking to fund the government. Lawmakers are not expected on Capitol Hill until February 28th. That's two days before the March 1st deadline to fund some government agencies. President Biden says Republicans are walking away from America's obligations overseas. While speaking to reporters on the White House lawn, Biden said it was shocking that House Republicans are walking away from the threat of Russia and obligations to NATO. That's politics. Trey Thomas, NBC News Radio. Live across the Great Lakes State, you're connected to Michigan's most engaging and influential radio and television program, Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields, presented by Blue Cross, Blue Shield of Michigan, and Blue Care Network. I'm producer and creative director, Tony Cuthbert. Now in the shadow of the Capitol Dome in Lansing, he's heard from the beaches of Lake Michigan to the halls of power and behind closed doors, here's Michigan's Michael Patrick Shields. Time to make the donuts. There are no two words in the English language more harmful than good job. Holy mackerel, the kid's on fire! Michael Patrick Shields is on the air. Good morning, world. Good morning, Michigan. Radio stations across the state of Michigan, including WMKT, AM, and FM, in Mackinac, Holy Mackinac, and Liz Ware, the Vice President of Sales and Marketing at Mission Point Resorts, a member of the Michigan Travel Commission, and a dear, dear friend of this program, and many, is on our AT&T line right this very moment. Thank you for being here, and welcome to the airwaves. Well, good morning. It is spring, and we are getting ready to open Mission Point for the 2024 season. It's spring in our hearts when we hear you, and maybe the groundhog said that it's spring, and we're sure thinking spring. Um, But first, I uh, know this has been a very challenging couple of weeks for you. You put pen to paper to write the obituary of your own father, a man who anybody who's been to Mackinac Island would have been lucky enough to meet at Mission Point Resort. Would you mind uh, telling us all about him uh, and, and sharing your memories and and letting us know for the people who didn't get to meet him why he was so special. Well, my dad was larger than life, and he loved Mackinac Island. And in his retirement from his his career, he came to Mackinac and purchased Mission Point. And this year we're celebrating our 10th anniversary of ownership of Mission Point. And although he won't be with us, we will be celebrating his life all year, and all of the wonderful things he did for his beloved Mackinac and Mission Point. The evidence of his um, commitment to Mackinac Island and investment in Mackinac Island certainly will live on, not only in our spirits, but physically, too. Could you describe that over the past 10 years? Sure. Um, Everything that we've done at Mission Point... um, for the past 10 years, everything, um, every winter when we do all of our renovations, every penny that we've made at Mission Point, we've reinvested back into the resort. 
And that has been such a proud thing for my parents and for my brothers and sisters. Um, Mission Point is such a lovely place. And for those who've been there, we all know, we understand. It is a place to go, relax, reconnect, enjoy, and enjoy being with family. And being with family is so important. And we certainly understand that, especially now. He certainly was a citizen of America in that he had uh, made an impact in all different parts of the country, it seems to me. And, of course, uh, you know, when the, when I was lucky enough to meet him, uh, was in the Round Island Bar at Mission Point Resort, and you said, yeah, he fixes the bicycles. <laughs> so, yes, my father had a great career, and he um, worked to improve people's lives and worked with medical devices and and. and Lots of philanthropy, but at Mission Point, he had several jobs. One of his favorites was he was our bike mechanic. Um, that was one of his first jobs when he was a young man. And so in his retirement, being the bike mechanic was one of the great joys that he had, as well as just welcoming people and listening to people's stories. He loved to talk to people and find out where they're from and why they were coming to Mackinac Island and, and what made them tick. And he enjoyed that very much. He was your neighbor there, too, wasn't he? He was. He was. Mackinac is not a large place. Um, and my dad was my neighbor. And it was so much fun to ride my bike into town and see my dad at Dow's Grocery Store and say, hey, what's going on? Hey, Lizzie, come over for dinner. Um, yeah. Hmm. There will be a number of uh, celebrations of life and memorials for dinner wear, including one on Mackinac Island that I see you've already planned for mid-June. We have. We have. Um, May... Um, it's a little busy as we're opening, um, and then we have, obviously, the DRC and the policy conference, and June is a time where islanders start to come back for the summer, and we have decided that that is a great time to celebrate his life, and we will be doing that at Silver Birches, which is an old Adirondack Lodge on the east side of the island, which we have spent about 10 years renovating. Um, I wrote a book, or part of a book I collaborated on for Larry King, and it was called Lessons I Learned from My Father. And I wondered if you might, Liz Ware, uh, the Vice President of Sales and Marketing at Mission Point Resort, a family affair with your father, Dennert Ware, uh, share one or two of the lessons you did learn from him. Um, character and integrity. You know, I think being honest and um, giving back to the community being a part of a community are the most important things and caring for other people. It's a big family, isn't it, the Ware family? It is a large family. We have I have two brothers, two sisters. Um, my foster brother passed away in January. Um, we have My father had nine grandchildren. Um, so there are aunts, uncles, cousins, nieces, nephews. Um, we are a large pack of people. Did your father come up with the idea of investing in Mackinac Island, or did you encourage it? How did it all come about? Well, that came about from um, the race to Mackinac from Chicago. I lived in Chicago and came up. My father was originally born in Kalamazoo, um, hmm. and when we started going to the island and working on Silver Birches, my mom and dad came up, and they just absolutely were like, this is it. This is a, a very magical place. And my father had had a great career but never owned his own business. And when the opportunity arose, 
to purchase mission points. That was something that we all agreed would be a really, really fun project to do. And he thought it was the greatest adventure. Wow. You said, hey, um, Dad, why don't we buy this house on the back of an island that doesn't have any cars and we'll fix it up. And he bought um, into that, eh? He did. He did. We spent a couple of summers having the most wonderful time in the world uh, in this dilapidated house. And then um, the opportunity arose for Mission Point. And he said, you know what? I think we can do this. And my brother signed on. I signed on. And um, here we are 10 years later. I, if I dare say this only because I, I've come to know you, that he would be very proud of the positive, bright, loving way that you're speaking of him today, even in your grief. Well, my father has been was known for talking about his five children and his, his foster son, Andy. Um, he loved his family. He worked very hard um, all of his life to provide great things for his family, and he loved to watch the accomplishments of not only his children, but his grandchildren. You can join the Ware family, and you can work at Mission Point Resort. There are jobs available on the uh, various ways you can reach Mission Point. Check the website, check the Facebook page, and um, God bless you, and thank you for sharing him with us. And uh, anytime I see a bicycle coming out of Mission Point Resort, <laughs> and anytime I see you, I'm going to think of him, and I'll be praying for you in the meantime. Thank you so much for sharing this with us today. Liz Ware, Vice President of Sales and Marketing at Mission Point Resort, one of the members of the Michigan Travel Commission, Commissioner Ware, with Michael Patrick Shields through the AT&T microphones, and in Kalamazoo, where Dennett Ware was born on WKZO. On each episode of My Business Matters, the Michigan Chamber podcast, a Michigan Chamber team member will sit down with a special guest or guests who are influential employers, policymakers, and leaders here in Michigan. We'll discuss relevant, timely issues affecting our state's economy, workforce, and our communities. We'll help foster pragmatic problem solving, and we'll do it with civility. Each episode is 15 to 20 minutes in length, just long enough to get the key updates and hear those important conversations while being short enough to listen on your commute or that break during your day. Check out our latest episode hosted by me, Amanda Toy of the Michigan Chamber, where I'm joined by a top travel tourism industry leader, innovator, and foodie. We'll get the inside scoop on the latest forecast for our state's winter season and how this industry, hospitality, plays a solid economic engine role in the Great Lakes State. Like and subscribe to My Business Matters podcast on any of your favorite podcast platforms. Just search MI Business Matters. Until we connect next time on My Business Matters, I'm Jim Holcomb, President and CEO of the Michigan Chamber of Commerce. Tomorrow is happening right now. Today, more than ever, the world needs safe, secure, sustainable, and affordable sources of energy. That's why Enbridge is advancing new technologies to reduce emissions, like carbon capture and hydrogen power. By putting in the work today, we're bridging to a cleaner energy future. Tomorrow is on. Enbridge. Life takes energy. Fly Lansing nonstop to Orlando on Avello Airlines and enjoy Florida sunshine in no time. Fly from Lansing's Capital Region International Airport and enjoy affordable parking, hassle-free check-in, and short security lines. Say hello to Avello with nonstop flights from Lansing to Orlando International Airport. 
Book your trip today at AveloAir.com. That's A-V-E-L-O-Air.com. And fly Lansing. I'm paving the road for a lot of other people looking like me to get elected. Brooklyn's first black representative. You're about to make history. You want to be president? You ain't no man. Maybe we should find your mother. The first trailer is out for Netflix's Shirley. The film stars Regina King as Shirley Chisholm, the first black woman elected to U.S. Congress. It follows her life as a politician and a presidential campaign in 1972. The rest of the cast includes the late Lance Reddick, Lucas Hedges, and Terrence Howard. Shirley hits the streaming service March 22nd. Alex Van Halen set to release a memoir this fall. The Brothers Van Halen, the drummer and co-founder of the band, will be available October 22nd. Madonna knows how to keep the show going despite a mishap. During her Sunday tour stop in Seattle, the singer took a fall on stage but was able to laugh it off. Fan-captured videos show her performing Open Your Heart while sitting in a chair. One of her male dancers tilts her seat back and pulls her across the stage but ends up slipping and taking Madonna to the ground with him. Well, Madonna quickly rolled over on the floor, kept the show going, but did acknowledge the fall with a subtle laugh. She's currently on her celebration tour, which in late April. That's entertainment. Steve Greenfield, NBC News Radio. Welcome to the Airwaves. It's Michael Patrick Shields, radio stations across the state of Michigan and worldwide at MIBigShow.com. We have uh, some education to do here, and uh, we do it uh, with lots of intrigue as our Michigan primary, which might seem like an inconsequential event given the circumstances, but it's not. And uh, one of the reasons it's not is there's a new way to vote this year. Lisa Posthumous Lyons, you remember her. Now she's the Kent County Clerk on our AT&T line right now. Uh, heard in Grand Rapids, where we're heard on WTKG and radio stations across the state of Michigan. Welcome back to the Airwaves. Hey, good morning. How you doing? Oh, I'm, you know, I, I don't mean to, you know, be down on the primary, but, um, you know, it's sort of a fait accompli, at least at the presidential level. But, uh, it is a test, maybe, for the general election in terms of the way we're able to vote. Can you give us the lay of the land, if you would? Yep. So Proposal 2 of 2022 um, really ushered in a whole host of, of really landmark changes when it comes to our election. The biggest, you know, there are two big ones. One big one is that we're going to be now doing automatic ballots to voters who have signed one um who've signed one application, um, that's a huge change uh, and one that requires us to, uh, as uh, local clerks and the Secretary of State, to be very diligent about maintaining an accurate and up-to-date voter list. But the other big change that we've got for Proposal 2 is early voting, which we're in the midst of right now. That requires at least nine days for early voting prior to an election. Um, So that's what we're in full swing doing. And for the voters, it's really not a different experience uh, than going into the polls on Election Day into your precinct. It's just a little earlier. So that means um, 
if I'm used to going to my polling place, I could go there today and it would be as if it were election day? The process, yes. The place, not necessarily. Um, oh. You won't be going to your precinct. Each jurisdiction um, has maybe coordinating with their county. Uh, so some counties will be doing central, uh, central early voting sites where maybe they have three to seven um, early voting sites throughout the county. In Kent County, we decided that our elections are decentralized and, and by nature. And so each of our local jurisdictions is doing their own early voting operation for their own voters. We think that's what the voters know, their neighborhood. So that's where the voters should go. Um, a lot of those sites, uh, for us, at least in Kent County, are in their town hall or their city hall. Uh, but, yeah, that's what you want to do before you decide to go vote. Go online and find out where your uh, early voting site is because it's, it's possible and likely that it's not in your local precinct. Go online. Okay. Uh, how about where? Uh, yep. Go to the Michigan Secretary of State uh, website in Kent County. You go to KentCountyVotes.com, and all the information you'll need is right there. Okay. And for those of us listening around the state, is there some sort of central uh, I guess we can go to michigan.gov slash vote maybe and start there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep. Are people doing it? Yeah. You could just Google Voter Information Center of Michigan, and that will take you right to right to the um, state website that you'll need. And, you know, I have to confess, uh, not a lot of people are utilizing it right now. We have in Kent County, which is kind of consistent statewide, 0.2% of our total voters, registered voters, have used it. We've had, uh, as of yesterday, a little, oh, almost 1,100 voters. So it can be frustrating putting all that effort and expense into a method that voters aren't going to utilize. Mm-hmm. But I'm actually going to, res- I, I want to reserve judgment simply because, as you mentioned, uh, with this presidential primary, uh, you know, it's not as exciting as what we'd see in an open seat. I think a better barometer is going to be this November um, general election, uh, and it may even take into 2026 because it's just new. We're at a very early stage of our very first early voting experience to really be able to gauge whether or not voters are going to utilize this. It doesn't matter if they utilize it or not, does it? It'll It's going to be in use? That's correct, um, because this is in the Constitution. Uh, it, dep- it doesn't matter if one voter uses it or 8 million voters use it. And it'll be in use again come November? Yep. Every, uh, ever, every state and federal election, uh, we are required to offer our voters the, er- the opportunity for early voting. So this isn't, the, this isn't a one and done. This is something you're going to see in August for the primary. It's something you're going to see in November for the general election and then in each cycle after that. So, you know, like absentee voting has kind of increased throughout cycles, and especially exponentially increased once we implemented no reason absentee voting in the middle of the pandemic. Uh, I think you'll start to see more voters utilize the method, but it's just, it's new right now. The, the, the good thing for our voters is that they've got several secure opportunities to cast their ballot, whether it's in, pre, in person on election day, absentee voting, or early voting. And none of the votes get counted till the actual day of the election? Is that that right? is real. Yes, that's really important to emphasize. 
just because people are voting now, it does not mean we know any results. In fact, it's a, it's illegal. Um, so all of those results will not be uh, they will not be um, aggregated. Hmm. They won't be printed, and they won't be reported until after the polls close on election day. I wonder if a campaign can say, hmm, not too many people are involved in the early voting. I better get out the vote or maybe message, maybe tailor my campaign message a little bit. Do you think that oh, I strategy think, yeah. could come on that from that? Oh, absolutely. This is this is campaigning in Michigan has drastically changed as a result of no reason absentee voting. And it's going to be something that if you want to win elections, you can't just focus on election day. You have to focus on on you know those that period where people are voting absentee. You've got to focus on those people who might be more inclined to come out early. And we don't know whether that's going to be voters who are already voting absentee utilizing early voting instead, or if it's going to be election day voters deciding to just get their ballot in the tabulator early just in case something unforeseen like a snowstorm in February. Ah, they do happen. Thank you so much. Lisa Posthumous Lyons, Kent County Clerk with MPS. Tech giants Apple, Amazon, Alphabet, Meta, Microsoft, NVIDIA, and Tesla, known as the Magnificent Seven, have a combined profit exceeding that of almost every country in the world. Last week, Deutsche Bank analysts said the combined market cap of the Magnificent Seven would make it the second largest country stock exchange. Tech companies agree to fight artificial intelligence-generated election misinformation. A group of 20 of the leading companies, including Microsoft, Meta, Google, and OpenAI, have signed a pact to police the rising problem on their platforms. AI-generated content has quickly led to serious concerns about election-related deepfakes. Fungies.io is launching a web store platform to allow mobile game publishers and developers to reach their audience directly. The Palo Alto-based company projects a $60 billion surge in direct-to-consumer revenue. That's your tech report, Trey Thomas, NBC News Radio. Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields. Sitting across the table from the 43rd President of the United States, George W. Bush. Good morning, Mr. President. Thanks George. for being here. This is an oh. important charity. On a personal note, and I don't want to take too much of your time here because everybody wants We're to close see to you. It. I thought so. <laughs> <laughs> Any yeah. word for the people in Michigan? Yeah, I miss you. I spent a lot of good time up there. I've got a lot of friends. Delta Airlines is offering a special flight from Austin to Detroit on April 8th. Why? It's for Eclipse Chasers. You'll be able to spend as much time as possible within the path of totality on Delta Flight 1218. And uh, it's an aircraft with extra large windows, and that'll offer premium viewing. You'll leave at um, uh, 12.15, right at just afternoon, and you'll land in Detroit at 4.20 p.m., and you'll be able to see the eclipse. That's awfully creative, and we appreciate Delta Airlines for that kind of thing. Um, I'm going to talk more about um, airplanes, but right now, uh, some of the routes in Detroit are being cut back. Cities, according to the national news, like Bangkok and Florida and Detroit, are losing their routes to Europe and the rest of the world. That means the ticket prices will be higher. 
Capital Region International Airport is where you can begin and end your journey. FlyLansing.com and the CEO, Nicole Noel-Williams, has some destinations for us. We just started off our international season with Apple Vacations with flights to Cancun and Punta Cana and Montego Bay. Apple Vacations is a great partner with many of the travel agents here locally. And they'll make sure that you've got the options that work right for you. If you're taking a family vacation, what type of property you should be staying at versus an adult-only type property. You can stay at one of the most elaborate places, or you can go down for a quick weekend just for some beach and sunshine at an affordable price that includes your air, your hotel, your transfers, your food, your alcohol, the whole piece tied into one paid price. Nicole Noel Williams, Capital Region International Airport. Michael Patrick Shields with you, radio stations across the state of Michigan and worldwide at MIBigShow.com. Change is more reliable energy for homes and businesses across Michigan, and Consumers Energy knows keeping the lights on is job one. From tree trimming and burying the lines to new technology, they have a plan for fewer and shorter outages. You can count on Consumers Energy. And Oakland University, you can... Spark your curiosity. Explore career possibilities through hands-on learning and real-world experiences. Discover how to go beyond the books at oakland.edu. NBC News Radio. I'm Troy Thomas. Republican presidential candidate Nikki Haley says she would pardon former President Trump if he's convicted. I believe in the best interest of bringing the country together, I would pardon Donald Trump because I think it's important for the country to move on. During a Fox News town hall Sunday in South Carolina, the former governor said it would be in the country's best interest for Trump to be pardoned so Americans can leave the negativity behind. The widow of Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny says the Kremlin is hiding his body in an effort to cover up his murder. Matt Bodner has the latest on the allegations of an ongoing cover-up. I think right now it's very safe to say a message is being sent in the way the Russian government is handling this. I mean, Alexei Navalny is already dead. This is this is sort of torturous, I, I would imagine, for the family. The vocal critic of President Vladimir Putin died last week in a Russian prison, and his mother and lawyers have reportedly been denied access to his body. Congress is heading home for a two-week recess as the clock is ticking to fund the government. Lawmakers are not expected back on Capitol Hill until February 28th, two days before the March 1st deadline to fund some government agencies. The remaining agencies must be funded by March 8th. The path forward remains unclear as the House has not made progress on any appropriations bill since November, and Speaker Johnson has promised not to pass another short-term funding bill. A new CDC report shows the effects of long COVID are lingering longer among people who live in certain states. It's most prevalent in West Virginia, Montana, and Alabama, where about one in nine people surveyed reported experiencing the effects. You're listening to NBC News Radio. Taking antidepressants like Prozac while pregnant can hinder a child's brain development and possibly cause mental disorders later in life. Those are the findings of a new study published last week in the journal Nature Communications. Experts say antidepressants that raise serotonin levels can influence how the brain learns and how it adjusts. 
After three decades, the Portsmouth Naval Shipyard in Maine has been removed from an Environmental Protection Agency list. The shipyard was designated as a Superfund site back in 1994. That was due to health and safety concerns. A total of seven areas near the shipyard were identified as possibly being contaminated with toxins. The Navy has agreed to do reviews every five years and to submit reports to the EPA. Health Update, Sarah Lee Kessler, NBC News Radio. What's it all about? Healthy. This is a radio broadcast with questions. A lot of radio shows you listen to will give you what they think are the answers. I don't have answers for you. The guests do, but I've got questions. And sometimes some of them are simple and sometimes some of them are complicated. But um, things are often more complicated than they seem. And I don't mind asking questions that to me are remedial or dumb because I'm very curious about it. For instance, in cold weather, you go to a resort. Maybe it's a ski resort in northern Michigan. Maybe it's a hotel. You say, wow, i got to get out of the cold. I'm going to jump into a hot tub. How healthy is that hot tub? And how long can I spend in that hot tub? You know who's got the answer? AHealthierMichigan.org. In fact, the headline is, How Healthy Are Hot Tubs? Well, thank you. I appreciate that very much because it sure feels good. But they got some information from the Harvard Medical School about mental health and the blood vessels in your body and blood pressure and heart disease and pregnant women and epilepsy. They covered it all. And uh, for perfectly healthy people, too. Check it out for yourself, though. How healthy are hot tubs? at ahealthiermichigan.org. Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan knows whole health includes body and mind, and Blue Cross covers it all, from mental health resources to exercise routines. Blue Cross is ready to help, and you can learn more at bcbsm.com. We wish a very happy belated Valentine's Day to Andy Hetzel, the Vice President of Corporate Communications at Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. And there is no coincidence to the fact that the month of Valentine's Day and Cupid and Hearts is American Heart Month, Andy. No coincidence at all. And on our headquarters building in downtown Detroit, Blue Cross, this month has a giant red heart displayed for a very important reason. We, every year at this time, want to drive awareness of the importance of keeping our hearts healthy all year round, Michael Patrick, and uh, raise awareness about the important steps that we can take to prevent heart disease Uh, because it is a significant problem here in the United States. The idea of the hearts, you got to have heart, you play baseball with heart, uh, and you have romance and you sort of fall in love. It seems like a sort of a helpless thing. The heart wants what it wants is one of the famous quotes. But in truth, it's a muscle and a very strong muscle, but a muscle that's also susceptible to issues. That's right, and it's a very, very critical thing for all of us to do. We all have hearts, 
and to take care of ourselves, we have to take care of our hearts. Nearly half of all the adults in the United States, believe it or not, have high blood pressure, and more than 45% of those men and women are not taking the necessary steps to keep their blood pressure under control. That is a major driver of heart disease and significant heart issues in our population. I tell you, the phrase silent killer gets my heart going. What's that all about? Every 33 seconds in the United States, a person dies from heart disease, Michael Patrick. It's a significant, significant health issue. And like I was just saying, I mean, we we all have hearts and we can all take steps uh, to work with our doctors and work our own health plan and keep us as healthy as possible, uh, especially as we get older. Uh, Many of us in our late 30s, 40s, early 50s uh, might have high blood pressure and not even know it. So it's important to work with our doctors to know our numbers and to make sure that we're taking the steps necessary. Um, I have fuzzy math, and so whenever I go for a physical or whenever you go to the doctor, they usually take your blood pressure, and then uh, they'll you know tear the Velcro of the cuff off, and they'll tell you what it was, and I'll say, is that any good? <laughs> Most of the time they say, yeah, that's pretty good. But uh, what are the numbers that we should be aiming for, hoping for? Well, I'm not a doctor. I only play one on the radio. But our (laughs) chief medical officer, Dr. Jim Grant, has a great article. It's right on the homepage today of our corporate blog, mibluesperspectives.com. I I refer all of your listeners to that. But generally, your blood pressure is high if it reads 130 over 80 or higher. A normal blood pressure reading would be 120 over 80. It's a small difference, but it, it can indicate a significant health risk. The idea that we may, might have um, heart issues maybe uh, begins the day we're born because of our family history? Excellent point, yes. There are some things beyond our control. Our, our family history of medical issues, uh, you know, our genetics, our age, our race, I mean, these are things that are pre-existing uh, in our bodies. But again, it's important for us to work with our physicians uh, make sure that on your annual appointments you're getting your blood pressure read. You're talking to your doctor about that family history. That sets you up for success uh, as we go forward. As I mentioned earlier, heart disease is a significant issue, and we all need to take steps to identify it uh, if it exists in our in our own bodies. I mentioned the day we were born, but aging is something that happens to all of us with age does the likelihood of high blood pressure increase? It does, uh, because as you age, your heart could weaken. Nine out of ten people will have high blood pressure at some point in their lifetime. Uh, But we can take action, keep our weight under control, make sure that we're eating a healthy diet, make sure that we're getting out, as you often tell your listeners, to exercise every day. Even moderate amounts of exercise every day are important. Uh, making sure that our exposure to stress is minimized. Uh, And again, the use of alcohol and tobacco exacerbate heart conditions. And so if we use alcohol or tobacco, we need to make sure that we're aware of those uh, risks and working to moderate that consumption. Get to know your doctor and get to know your blood pressure numbers and talk to your doctor if they're a concern. And hopefully he or she will, of course, talk to you because this uncontrolled high blood pressure, major risk factor for heart disease and stroke, and as Andy said, um, two of the top five causes of death in the United States 
Heart disease linked to anything else? Kidney disease, pregnancy complications, cognitive decline, yes, it is. Uh, the heart is connected to all of the rest of our bodies. And uh, taking care of your heart, especially starting right now in American Heart Month in February, let's take the steps we need to keep our hearts healthy all year round. MIBluesPerspectives.com is where you can get more information as well, and I greatly appreciate the um, advice and the heart with which you deliver this information to us on the program means an awful lot to me and i hope you had a, a romantic valentine's day i did yes i i got to spend time with my wife and daughters and uh yeah it's it's great to uh spend time with them and uh, i wish uh, a healthy february to all your listeners michael patrick thanks for the time this morning Thank you very much. Andy Hetzel, the Vice President of Corporate Communications at Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. You're listening to Michael Patrick Shields, radio stations across the state and worldwide at mibigshow.com. Uh, I'd like to be in one of those jacuzzis right now. I just got to make sure I go check it out and see if that's okay. Um, did you lose a tooth lately? Did a child lose a tooth? How much did the tooth fairy leave? Wall Street Journal says... It's not quarters and half dollars and silver dollars anymore. It's $100 bills and Louis Vuitton bracelets. <laughs> the parents are going for bigger mini milestones in their children's lives. Good heavens. Our path to a top 10 state is only as strong as our strength of commitment. It's time to compete to win. When we do better by our kids, invest in people, accelerate our economy, and get the fundamentals right, we will feel a powerful win in our sales that will move Michigan forward. That's a top 10 state. Business Leaders for Michigan is the state's business roundtable. We're committed to make Michigan more competitive. Time to be bold, Michigan. It's time to compete to win. You just slept on it funny. I think it's supposed to be that color. It's probably just something you ate. That'll clear right up with some aloe. Some chicken soup will have you back on your feet in no time. Hmm, not sure. But mom will probably know. Don't rely on guesswork. For 84 years, Blue Cross has been providing Michiganders with access to the care and resources they need. And we'll be ready to help for the next 84 years. Some bells wake us up. Announce an arrival. But this bell this one have something special in common one is the sound of school kids learning the other is michigan lottery players supporting them 100 percent of lottery profits are contributed to our public schools more than 1.3 billion dollars last year 28 billion since 1972 and helping our kids always has a nice ring the michigan lottery for fun for schools knowing your limits is always the best bet change is bright it's a clean energy future fueled by fields of solar. It's LED lighting in every home. And Consumers Energy is making it happen with their industry-leading clean energy plan. This year, they're going all in on their commitment to protecting the planet while serving nearly 7 million Michigan neighbors. Learn more and join the movement at ConsumersEnergy.com slash clean energy. NBC News Radio. I'm Trey Thomas. 
President Biden says Republicans are walking away from America's obligations overseas. While speaking to reporters on the White House lawn, Biden said it was shocking that House Republicans are walking away from the threat of Russia and obligations to NATO. Republican presidential candidate Nikki Haley says she would pardon former President Trump if he's convicted. During a Fox News town hall in South Carolina, the former governor said it would be in the nation's best interest for Trump to be pardoned. Congress is heading home for a two-week recess as the clock is ticking to fund the government. Lawmakers are not expected back on Capitol Hill until February 28th, two days before the March 1st deadline to fund some government agencies. The remaining agencies must be funded by March 8th. You're listening to NBC News Radio. Lately, I've been, I've been thinking, I want you to be happier, I want you to be happier, when the morning comes, and we see what okay. we Ah, we have only seven minutes to speak to Mike Rogers, who's running for United States Senate, former chair of the House Intelligence Committee, FBI man in Chicago, Republican on our AT&T line right this moment. So we're going to move quickly as possible because I have a lot of topics. But first, I wanted to let you know that Javad Ali said to say hello. He joined us on the air earlier this morning. Oh, well, wonderful. Uh, uh, next time you get him back, just let him, let, let them know that we're we're moving out, and, and uh, we'll take all good wishes. Okay, thank you. He gave us a pretty good briefing, uh, but uh, the questions I have for you are many. Uh, where to begin? Where to begin? Where to begin? Nikki Haley says she would pardon Donald Trump. Do you think that's a good idea? And not that you would have the power to do it, but would you do the same? Yeah, I mean, obviously that's not something in the U.S. Senate would, would be engaged in. I, I, I'm not – I don't know. Listen, I think it's probably way too – uh, premature to talk about all of this, but I probably uh, I do believe it's probably in the country's best interest not to go through all that nonsense. Candidly, uh, we have so many big problems to solve, and uh, spending a lot of time and effort on what you see happening even around the country is a little bit shocking. Aren't you astonished by the extensive news coverage of these every little detail of these court cases? And just at a simple level, it seems to me that it's giving the man that they hate so much in the media so much coverage and oxygen. Listen, every time they do this, it, it is it does not pass the smell test for me, Michael Patrick, that uh, the New York case is the best example to me. There, mm-hmm. The government had to intervene in a private business uh, effort where there were no complaints, there were no losses, there knew, were no, um, uh, you know, the banks didn't lose money, individuals didn't lose money, everybody uh, came out on uh, the way that they pitched it up front to get the money and came out that way. And so I'm mm-hmm. scratching my head saying, well, how in the heck is that something that they would spend this much time, energy, and effort to go after? And I will tell you what's happening is Americans are seeing this and saying, holy mackerel, the this notion that there are two tiers of justice in America looks real to me. And I think they do more harm to people believing in the Department of Justice and justice writ large than anything else that could have happened. And I'm glad you brought this up because I was really put off by John Oliver this weekend on HBO. Um, He he offered Clarence Thomas on the air a million dollars a year to get the F off the Supreme Court and a big motor coach and a big prize package. 
I get uncomfortable when you start trivializing the Supreme Court like that. Is that is that fair on my part? I don't care oh, what absolutely. you consider to be liberal, Republican, whatever. Uh, listen, you we you just need to be a you know a, a red blooded American uh, to understand that our system of justice is what separates us from all of these countries that are uh, having problems. Right. And that's the one thing that people knew when they got to this country as an immigrant or they were born here, that the legal system is fair and just, uh, you know, it run, r- rules against you. Well, that's probably because it probably should have. Oh, and if it rules for you, it's well, it's probably because it should have happened that way. And when you start messing with that, you you degrade ourselves to the countries of Russia and China and these other places who tell the world that they're going to be in charge but have no system of redress to their government. So when you trivialize, trivialize, which is a hard word for me to say apparently this morning, Michael, um, the, the Supreme Court, it gets dangerous. And here's what else bothers me. The Democrats are talking about um, taking back the Senate. Uh, and when they do that, they're going to recognize Washington, D.C. to get two permanent Democrat senators. This is their own language, by the way. And they're going to pack the Supreme Court, meaning they are going to predetermine the outcome of cases, which mm-hmm. is exactly what dictators and authoritarians do around the world, and which is why they have so many problems. That's really concerning me. And that language, Americans are listening. Uh, and, and you know what? You don't have to be from a, some fancy-pants Ivy League school to get what they're doing. And people who are working for a living here in the great state of Michigan are saying, hey, wait a minute, I want a system that's fair and just, and it may not be for you all the time, and that doesn't make it wrong. And so I am very worried about how they're trying to dismantle uh, a blind lady justice in this country. I'm very worried about it. Yeah, and I'm looking at a Washington Post headline right now, Meet the Delaware Judge Who Keeps Foiling Elon Musk, you know, as if that's some kind of badge of honor that turns her into a celebrity. I I I, am, I could not agree more. Now it's because we don't like you. If the whole system decides it doesn't like you, yeah. you're in a lot of trouble in the country today. And I, I, I think that is really terrifying to me. And I know the Democrats run around saying, hey, this is all about uh, you know uh, democracy. Well, if you're really about democracy, you need to stop using the court system to go after political opponents. And I don't care what party you are, and I don't care uh, what your differences are. That is not just inappropriate. It's dangerous to the fabric of who we are in this country. In collaboration with the media, too. Now, I'm looking at a headline here from uh, Alexei Navalny's death. And here's the headline. In Navalny's last letters, the Russian dissident called Trump's agenda for a second term really scary. Good God, they, like, resurrected the guy's sentiment from the dead in order to take one last shot at Donald Trump. Yeah, I, I and I have to tell you, I have seen. Uh, let me tell you this quick story. I, there was I was with this woman who who was informing me that she had to get a second job to try to pay her grocery bill. By the way, for her family, uh, and she said, "You know, I never voted for Donald Trump in '16. I didn't vote for Donald Trump in '20. I didn't vote for Republicans. I was a solid Democrat and didn't really like Trump." And she said, "Let me tell you what it got me. It got me working two jobs now." to pay for the one guy that doesn't want one job. And now I find out I'm paying health care, debit cards, cell phones, and room and board for illegal immigrants. She said, I'm done. I am voting for Donald Trump. I'm voting for Republicans. I think that's a sentiment that you see because of what you just talked about. 
listen, you, you, he has certainly people can say I have style differences or whatever. The economy was better. Uh, we weren't entangled in the Middle East in the way we are today. We didn't have you know big wars that we're debating. Uh, I I think people are starting to say, hey, wait a minute, my life was a lot better. You may not like them. Uh, you may have some things you do differently. But uh, many people that I meet are talking about how the place was better. Mike Rogers for when U.S. Senate. When it comes Senate. to supporting your health, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan and Blue Care Network are ready to help. They've been serving the people and communities of Michigan for 84 years because they believe the right care starts in the community. That's why they partner with organizations on programs that encourage healthy lifestyles, address health disparities, and increase access to quality health care for everyone, such as supporting free and low-cost clinics all across the state. Blue Cross is ingrained in Michigan, and when you're a member, you never have to travel far for access to the care you need. With the largest network of doctors and hospitals, along with virtual care for both physical and mental health, you can access the care you deserve whenever and wherever you need it, bringing you peace of mind. Download the BCBSM mobile app, which provides members with instant personalized information and support to help track their coverage and claims, avoiding unexpected surprises. So wherever you are in your health journey, Blue Cross is ready to help. The NFL franchise tag window opens this afternoon. will run through March 5th. A couple of key players expected to get tagged, including Giants running back Saquon Barkley and Bengals receiver T. Higgins. Bears reportedly talk with other teams about trading quarterback Justin Fields at this year's Senior Bowl. Fields no longer following the Bears on Instagram. Veteran running back Mike Davis announced he's retiring after spending eight seasons with six different teams. The Nets promoting assistant Kevin Ollie to interim head coach. He'll serve his first game when the Nets visit the Raptors Thursday night. Timberwolves signed point guard Mike Connolly to a two-year $21 million extension. Will Byron won the Daytona 500 for the first time in his career after NASCAR officials determined he was leading the pack when the caution flag waved heading into the final lap. That's sports. Ron Moss, NBC News Radio. Live across the Great Lakes State, you're connected to Michigan's most engaging and influential radio and television program, Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields. Thank you so much, Michael Patrick. It's always great working with you, and you make a difference talking to all the people that you do and pulling out the best in them as you have conversations, and it also gives us some really deep insights into what's really happening in our state. Michigan's Michael Patrick Shields. A listener in West Michigan was tuned in and heard that the Tooth Fairy was giving $100 bills and Louis Vuitton bags. And he said uh, he gives his, well, the Tooth Fairy gives his children $2 bills. And the kids go crazy for them. When's the last time you even saw a $2 bill? They still make them, believe it or not. And certain $2 bills can get $4,500 and up on the collectibles market. Most of them are worth $2, but every once in a while, you get one that's a gem. I wouldn't mind getting a $2 bill or a Susan B. Anthony dollar or anything, but I'm not losing any teeth, I hope. Uh, I wanted to get to Mike Rogers. One of the things is he used to live and work in Chicago when he was with the FBI, and when we talked about the threat of um, unchecked immigration 
officials report that four individuals who were residing in a downtown Chicago migrant shelter have been accused of assaulting and robbing a passenger on the subway train there in Chicago. I mean, it's very anecdotal, but uh, the man was robbed and strangled on the pink line in Chicago. And I know that would upset him and disturb him very much. And interestingly, Charles Barkley was quite vocal about San Francisco enduring the crime that it has during his commentary on the NBA All-Star Game. <laughs> hey, 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 Reggie. Yes? If you, had a, if you had a chance of being cold or being around a bunch of homeless crooks in San Francisco, when you Yes, we do. You can't even walk around down Yes, there. you can walk around. Yeah, with a bulletproof bag. Hey, Chuck, you live in Philadelphia. Chuck, I live in Arizona. That microphone that says cough. Hey. Just hold that down. Absolutely. Just hold that thing down. You know what, B.A.? I don't know what got into Charles Barkley there, but uh, that's his truth, and he spoke it about his experiences in San Francisco where he says you need to go through there with a bulletproof vest. It's Michael Patrick Shields through the AT&T microphones. Tony Cuthbert has sports. Man, oh man, a lot of that stemmed from there was a Twitter or a tweet that went out from an NBA reporter over the weekend about the weather in Indianapolis where the All-Star game was held and it was snowing and that reporter said this contest should only be held in Miami or Los Angeles or the warm Phoenix maybe. And boy, there was a lot of blowback from that one. A lot of attention around the All-Star game, even though the game was uh, dreadful to say the least. If, unless you like scoring. The Pistons... Jennifer Hudson was there. That's I, why I liked it. Yeah, she played in the celebrity game. I watched it. She needs to work on her game, though. Then we'll see. That's brought to you by Dean Transportation. Should Vegas host every Super Bowl? NBC News Radio. I'm Trey Thomas. President Biden says Republicans are walking away from America's obligations overseas. While speaking to reporters on the White House lawn, Biden said it was shocking that House Republicans are walking away from the threat of Russia and obligations to NATO. Republican presidential candidate Nikki Haley says she would pardon former President Trump if he's convicted. During a Fox News town hall in South Carolina, the former governor said it would be in the nation's best interest for Trump to be pardoned. Congress is heading home for a two-week recess as the clock is ticking to fund the government. Lawmakers are not expected back on Capitol Hill until February 28th, two days before the March 1st deadline to fund some government agencies. The remaining agencies must be funded by March 8th. You're listening to NBC News Radio. GOP presidential hopeful Nikki Haley will give a speech today on the state of the presidential race. She's set to deliver the remarks in Greenville, South Carolina at noon Eastern. The speech comes just days before the former South Carolina governor is set to go head-to-head with former President Trump in her home state's GOP primary. Congress is on a two-week recess as the clock is ticking to fund the government. Lawmakers are not expected on Capitol Hill until February 28th. That's two days before the March 1st deadline to fund some government agencies. President Biden says Republicans are walking away from America's obligations overseas. While speaking to reporters on the White House lawn, Biden said it was shocking that House Republicans are walking away from the threat of Russia and obligations to NATO. That's politics. Trey Thomas, NBC News Radio.
NBC News Radio. I'm Troy Thomas. Republican presidential candidate Nikki Haley says she would pardon former President Trump if he's convicted. I believe in the best interest of bringing the country together, I would pardon Donald Trump because I think it's important for the country to move on. During a Fox News town hall Sunday in South Carolina, the former governor said it would be in the country's best interest for Trump to be pardoned so Americans can leave the negativity behind. The widow of Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny says the Kremlin is hiding his body in an effort to cover up his murder. Matt Bodner has the latest on the allegations of an ongoing cover-up. I think right now it's very safe to say a message is being sent in the way the Russian government is handling this. I mean, Alexei Navalny is already dead. This is this is sort of torturous, I, I would imagine, for the family. The vocal critic of President Vladimir Putin died last week in a Russian prison, and his mother and lawyers have reportedly been denied access to his body. Congress is heading home for a two-week recess as the clock is ticking to fund the government. Lawmakers are not expected back on Capitol Hill until February 28th, two days before the March 1st deadline to fund some government agencies. The remaining agencies must be funded by March 8th. The path forward remains unclear as the House has not made progress on any appropriations bill since November, and Speaker Johnson has promised not to pass another short-term funding bill. A new CDC report shows the effects of long COVID are lingering longer among people who live in certain states. It's most prevalent in West Virginia, Montana, and Alabama, where about one in nine people surveyed reported experiencing the effects. You're listening to NBC News Radio. The opening bell rings this morning on Wall Street, kicking off a holiday-shortened trading week. Stocks closed lower Friday to wrap things up after a larger-than-expected jump in wholesale prices. The January producer price index rose three-tenths percent, adding to fears the Federal Reserve will delay rate cuts. At Friday's closing bell, the Dow Jones Industrial Average lost 145 points to 38,627. The S&P 500 shed 24 points to 50,05. And the Nasdaq fell 130 points to 15,775. Tech companies agreed to fight artificial intelligence-generated election misinformation. Phil Hewlett reports. A group of 20 of the leading companies, including Microsoft, Meta, Google, OpenAI, Anthropic, Amazon, and Adobe, have signed a pact to police the rising problem on their platforms. AI-generated content has quickly led to serious concerns about election-related misinformation, also known as deep fakes. I'm Phil Hewlett. Capital One Financial is set to acquire Discover Financial Services in a massive deal. The acquisition is set for over $35 billion, all stock. Discover shareholders will get a little over one Capital One share for each Discover share, with the deal expected to close in late 2024. Capital One reportedly plans to keep the Discover brand. Lyft CEO David Risher says the rideshare company's bottom line was boosted thanks to the Taylor Swift Eras Tour. Traffic to and from stadiums and hotels was significantly up when the pop star was in town, anywhere from 25 to 60 percent. Risher also told Yahoo Finance that Swifties tend to tip three times higher than average. Consumer and Business News, Trey Thomas, NBC News Radio. 
The NFL franchise tag window opens this afternoon. We'll run through March 5th. A couple of key players expected to get tagged, including Giants running back Saquon Barkley and Bengals receiver T. Higgins. Bears reportedly talk with other teams about trading quarterback Justin Fields at this year's Senior Bowl. Fields no longer following the Bears on Instagram. Veteran running back Mike Davis announced he's retiring after spending eight seasons with six different teams. The Nets promoting assistant Kevin Ollie to interim head coach. He'll serve his first game when the Nets visit the Raptors Thursday night. Timberwolves signed point guard Mike Connolly to a two-year, $21 million extension. Will Byron won the Daytona 500 for the first time in his career after NASCAR officials determined he was leading the pack when the caution flag waved heading into the final lap. That's sports. Ronza Moss. NBC News Radio. GOP presidential hopeful Nikki Haley will give a speech today on the state of the presidential race. She's set to deliver the remarks in Greenville, South Carolina at noon Eastern. The speech comes just days before the former South Carolina governor is set to go head-to-head with former President Trump in her home state's GOP primary. Congress is on a two-week recess as the clock is ticking to fund the government. Lawmakers are not expected on Capitol Hill until February 28th. That's two days before the March 1st deadline to fund some government agencies. President Biden says Republicans are walking away from America's obligations overseas. While speaking to reporters on the White House lawn, Biden said it was shocking that House Republicans are walking away from the threat of Russia and obligations to NATO. That's politics. Trey Thomas, NBC News Radio. Live across the Great Lakes State, you're connected to Michigan's most engaging and influential radio and television program, Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields, presented by Blue Cross, Blue Shield of Michigan, and Blue Care Network. I'm producer and creative director, Tony Cuthbert. Now in the shadow of the Capitol Dome in Lansing, he's heard from the beaches of Lake Michigan to the halls of power and behind closed doors, here's Michigan's Michael Patrick Shields. You caught us right at breakfast time, but that's great. We're listening to Michael Patrick at eating breakfast. No better way to go about it. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. I'd like a uh, plain omelet, uh, no potatoes, tomatoes instead, a cup of coffee, and toast. No substitution. Michael Patrick Shields is on the air. Good morning, world. No nuts in my breakfasts. If you have a food allergy... We'll talk about that with Dr. John Wyckoff in just a couple of minutes. Speaking of your health, $50 million is being donated by the DeVos Family Foundation. They're supporting the expansion of pediatric care in the Grand Rapids area, where we're heard on WTKG. Corwell Health's Helen DeVos Children's Hospital, Mary Freebed Rehabilitation Hospital, and Pine Rest Christian Mental Health Services are going to get the money. And thank you very much for that donation to our community and um, to the health and well-being of all of us. It's Michael Patrick Shields. Speaking of health and well-being, the New York Times publisher, A.J. Salzberger, said that the White House is, quote, extremely upset, end quote, about the New York Times coverage of President Joe Biden's age. He just told everybody 
that they're not happy about it. And uh, he said, nevertheless, the newspaper is going to continue to report fully and fairly, not just on Joe Biden, but also on Donald Trump. It was an interview with the Reuters Institute for the Study of Journalism. Uh, so he, lest you think the New York Times is slanted, and maybe you still will, he let everybody know that the White House said, hey, what are you talking about the president's age for? And the publisher said, we're going to continue to do that, and for Donald Trump, too, as long as it's news. The Biden officials see next month's State of the State address as a big public reset moment. Can you imagine the pressure? They want to neutralize concerns about President Biden's age and vitality. And there was a lot of talk about why he didn't do the Super Bowl interview, which is the big old softball interview. He is running for re-election. It would have been in front of a huge audience. Was he not capable of handling that kind of interview? That's what people suspected. Now, the State of the Union address you know, is read off teleprompters. It's a controlled environment. Would that shift public perception? We shall see. But there'll be a lot of pressure that night for sure. We will have coverage of it, as we always do. It's Michael Patrick Shields with you. Radio stations across the state of Michigan and worldwide at mibigshow.com. You should not drink coffee as soon as you wake up. What? Uh, or six hours before you go to bed. What? That's what a sleep expert is saying because of the cortisol hormone that follows a rhythm specific to your own sleeping cycle. And that usually peaks within 30 to 45 minutes of waking up and then declines throughout the day. So therefore, according to Dr. Deborah Lee, best time for a coffee is 10 a.m., or at the earliest, wait 45 minutes until you wake up in the morning. Dr. John Wyckoff is the founder and CEO of the Wyckoff Wellness Center in East Lansing. You can find him at wyckoffwellness.com or in person there on Michigan Avenue, just a little bit east of 127. Good morning to you. I don't even know if you drink coffee, but if you do, how quickly do you get to the Java when you wake up? Well, I've got one in hand right now, right now Michael Patrick, to tell you the truth, so... Uh... I'm kind of one of those first morning tough guys. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because in the entirety of my lifetime, I can't tell you how many times I read a story that red wine is good for you, red wine is not good for you, coffee is not good for you, coffee's okay. I guess it's everything in moderation, but what do you think about the timing of getting that uh, coffee in the morning or at night after dinner? Well, I, I think there's some merit to it. But, uh, the doctor is right. The cortisol is the hormone that controls when you get up and when you go to sleep. And if your levels are off, it, it's maybe more of an issue at night, hard to get to sleep. So having that um, high cortisol before you want to go to sleep can be a problem. I think one of the learned mechanisms we develop, if our cortisol level is a little low in the morning, we've learned that coffee will tend to boost it up and get us going. So there may be some uh, legitimate cause and effect from a physiological basis. Can You know, I joke about this a lot, but I'm not sure if it's accurate. Can cortisol get spiked uh, emotionally and not necessarily by eating or drinking? 
really anything that causes stress in your body. It can be a physical stress, like fighting a chronic illness or an acute illness, or it can be a stressful situation, an argument, uh, something that's going on, you're going through a divorce, or you're losing your job, or you're just not happy. Yes, those will clearly spike your cortisol levels. And over time, you will develop adrenal fatigue. That's an issue we see at Wyckoff Wellness and have ways to treat that appropriately to help improve adrenal fatigue and get you back on that road to health and wellness eventually. Very interesting. So if you watch like cable news all day long and you listen to all that bile and hatred and spin and lying and all that stuff, can that spike your cortisol? I think without a doubt. I've got patients just like that, Michael. They, they, um, they hinge their entire lives on every word that's spewed out of the cable network. And mm-hmm. uh, it's disrupted marriages and causes anxiety. And so it, it can be a real issue. If you don't have enough of a base to keep it in perspective and understand that there's a lot of spin going on, whether you're leaning, leaning towards conservative or liberal talk radio um, programs and TV shows. I was uh, playing golf one time a number of years ago, 10 years or more, with a nephew of mine named Nick Lowinger, and they gave us cookies at the turn, and I I said, hey, Nick, you want a cookie? And he says, Uncle Michael, are you trying to kill me? That cookie has peanuts in it. (laughs) I was like, oh, Jesus, sorry, I didn't know he had a peanut allergy. Uh, We're reading now that there is a drug to to treat food allergies, maybe even for nuts, too. Well, you know, Zolaire is the medication you're speaking about. It's been around for a number of years, more for the treatment of chronic sinusitis and asthma, but the FDA just approved it for the treatment of food allergies, which um, if taken preventatively, not when you have the reaction, but as a prevention, may allow you to eat a small amount of foods that cause anaphylaxis, that's stopping breathing or your throat swelling, which, which is really dramatic and most commonly associated with, like, peanuts or seafood. Shellfish, milk, eggs, fish, peanuts, tree nuts, sesame, soy, and wheat. I don't know. It's probably not worth the risk, is it? Well, I think it's one that you really want to see an allergist for. Now, one of the unique things we do at Wyckoff Wellness is a treatment called low-dose allergen immunotherapy, an injection every two months, which after about a year pretty much turns off completely those food allergic reactions. So there are other ways to treat it. you just got to find the right practitioner who can maybe take you down a path. This is a very holistic treatment, extremely safe, and very, very effective at treating anaphylactic food allergies. Wyckoffwellness.com, W-Y-C-O-F-F. And you can uh, take a holistic look at your health, get yourself feeling better, bet more pep in your step. And lead in your pencil, dare I say. He deals with that, too. It's MPS through the AT&T microphones. The hottest promotions are here at Firekeepers. It's the New Year New Nissan giveaway on Saturday, February 24th. And you could win one of four brand new Nissans including a spacious Titan pickup or a share of 25000 in Red Hot credits. Drawings start at 1 p.m. with one winner of a stylish Altima. At 4 p.m., another lucky player wins a gorgeous Murano. And at 7 p.m., we're giving away a Pathfinder SUV. Then at 10 p.m., you could win the grand prize, a four-door Nissan Titan pickup truck. 
Plus, at 11 p.m., another five winners will share $25,000 in Red Hawk credits. Earn entries daily for the New Year New Nissan giveaway on February 24th. The best giveaways, the biggest guaranteed prizes, only at Firekeepers. Your Vegas on at Firekeepers Casino Hotel. I-94 to exit 104 in Battle Creek. Management reserves all rights. When it comes to supporting your health, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan and Blue Care Network are ready to help. They've been serving the people and communities of Michigan for 85 years because they believe the right care starts in the community. That's why they partner with organizations on progress and encourage healthy lifestyles, address health disparities, and increase access to quality health care for everyone, such as supporting free and low-cost clinics across the state. Blue Cross is ingrained in Michigan, and when you're a member, you never have to travel far to access the care you need. With the largest network of doctors and hospitals, along with virtual care for both physical and mental health, you can access the care you deserve whenever and wherever you need it, bringing you peace of mind. Download the BCBSM mobile app, which provides members with instant personalized information and support to help track their coverage and claims, avoiding unexpected surprises. So wherever you are in your health journey, Blue Cross is ready to help. I'm paving the road for a lot of other people looking like me to get elected. Brooklyn's first black representative. You're about to make history. You want to be president? You ain't no man. Maybe we should find your mother. The first trailer is out for Netflix's Shirley. The film stars Regina King as Shirley Chisholm, the first black woman elected to U.S. Congress. It follows her life as a politician and a presidential campaign in 1972. The rest of the cast includes the late Lance Reddick, Lucas Hedges, and Terrence Howard. Shirley hits the streaming service March 22nd. Alex Van Halen set to release a memoir this fall. The Brothers Van Halen, the drummer and co-founder of the band, will be available October 22nd. Madonna knows how to keep the show going despite a mishap. During her Sunday tour stop in Seattle, the singer took a fall on stage but was able to laugh it off. Fan-captured videos show her performing Open Your Heart while sitting in a chair. One of her male dancers tilts her seat back and pulls her across the stage but ends up slipping and taking Madonna to the ground with him. Well, Madonna quickly rolled over on the floor, kept the show going, but did acknowledge the fall with a subtle laugh. She's currently on her celebration tour, which in late April. That's Entertainment Steve Greenfield, NBC News Radio. I've traveled every road in this here land. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bare man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I've traveled, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Where? Reno, Chicago, Fargo, Minnesota, Buffalo, Toronto, Winslow, Sarasota, Wichita, Tulsa, Ottawa, Oklahoma, Tampa, Panama, Mattawa, La Paloma, Bangor, Baltimore, Salvador, Amarillo, Tocopilla, Barranquilla, and Padilla. I'm a killer. I've been everywhere, man. <laughs> I bet you, Paul Eisenstein has driven a car in every one of those places. He's the contributing editor of Headlight.News and back on our AT&T line right this very moment. Welcome back to the program, sir. Uh, good to be with you. It's been, what, weeks? Yeah, well, that's because you're very generous, because in the midst of all your travel through all the different time zones and all the places that you go, you're willing to take our call, and I appreciate it very much. Uh, oh, I always enjoy being with you. Thanks. 
Lawmakers in Hawaii are going to approve a $25 climate tax on tourists who go to the Aloha State. They had 9.5 million people visit last year, and uh, they're recovering from the wildfires and uh, huge amounts of damage there. It seems to me that Hawaii, well, first of all, $25 is not a bad price to pay to go to paradise like that. But Mm -hmm. that would be a place where an electric car seems to me would be would make a lot of sense wouldn't it yeah actually it would either an electric or if uh, you were on say the big island of hawaii it might be uh, very good to have yourself a plug-in hybrid uh, you're typically not going to drive more than the range eh, 25 to 50 miles depending upon the model that uh, would be perfect for a plug-in hybrid and then if for some reason you were over on the uh, sunny kona coast and want to go all the way over to the hilo the wet side uh, you could uh, fire up the gas engine automatically if you ran out of battery you're a man who knows the islands it sounds like yeah i love i i i wish i could be out there more but i do love the big island uh it's so different. Uh, you, know, you can drive 20 miles. You can drive 10 miles. It's a completely different climate. It's funny you say that because I think the Big Island of Hawaii is my favorite, too, uh, for maybe that reason you just said. But the rest of it is is very, very touristy, and the islands are smaller, so you would expect that. And, of course, there's the city in Honolulu. But that is, uh, if you want to have uh, some wide open spaces and some beautiful scenery, and you get everything from lava fields to desert to rainforest, and then you can go up on the top and get snow up there even. Well, I remember last time I was there, uh, it was, oh, it must have been almost 90 down in some parts of the island, and up on uh, uh, the, two vo- the two volcanoes, they were having blizzard. <laughs> You can look up there, and it looks like you could reach up and touch it, but I think that's 13,000 feet at the top up there. Something like Uh, that, and two of the most active volcanoes in the entire United States. Mauna Kea, I think it's called, if I'm not mistaken. Mauna Kea and Mauna Loa, yeah. Well, I wish we were having a Mai Tai right now, but we're not. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And I don't know if we're going to be lifting a glass to electric cars in uh, a pervasive sense anytime soon, but there seems to be a lot of talk about the Chinese wanting to dominate that market if the United States decides to let its foot up off the accelerator. Yeah, the Chinese have really, really accelerated their push into EVs. Uh, it's already the biggest market in terms of raw numbers for electric vehicles. And you have some brands over there which are posing a real threat. Uh, BYD, which stands for Build Your Dreams, they already outsold Tesla in the fourth quarter of 2023. Not for the full year, but they did outsell Tesla. They've uh, A few of the Chinese uh, EV brands have gone into Europe, and they're gaining ground. Uh, it's rather interesting that the upcoming uh, Geneva Motor Show, which is back in Geneva for the first time in, what, five years since 2019, uh, there are very, very few big brands there. Uh, oddly enough, Lucid will be there, the American EV brand, and BYD, the Chinese brand. Uh, a lot of people figure they're going to gain tremendous ground in Europe, and their next target, the United States. You mentioned a plug-in hybrid. Is it exactly what it sounds like? Yeah. uh, There are, if you will, a variety of different electrified vehicles. Many people now know about 
pure all-electric models. Uh, the Tesla Cybertruck being one of the newest examples. Uh, uh, Tesla Model Y, Model 3, Model S, Model X, Ford with the Mustang Mach-E and so on. But uh, at the other extreme, you have conventional hybrids like the Toyota Prius. And in the middle, you have these curious vehicles, which are both all electric and all gas or can operate as a hybrid. In other words, they have a gas motor. So if you want to go long distances, you don't have to worry about plugging in. Uh, For just driving around town, you've got enough battery, depending on the model, to do anywhere from 25 to typically 50 miles, depending on the model. Uh, I know people that have plug-in hybrids that will go months before they ever use a drop of gasoline. I was uh, had occasion to rent a car recently. I think it was Hertz, and it was in Detroit. And uh, they uh, asked me if I wanted an electric car. Yeah, Hertz and a couple of the other uh, rental car companies have been putting EVs into their fleet. Uh, I think Hertz got premature. They put too many into the oh. fleet, and, and they're selling off some of them. I believe they'll continue to rent out some, but uh, the, it almost looked like they were trying to become an all-electric rental company, and that was not a very wise move. Well, I was tempted for sure, but then I you know, was only there a short time, and I started to think about the logistics, and I said I better not do it. Maybe if I had um, uh, the luxury of more time, which I don't know, few, few of us have, and you certainly don't, because you're writing at headlight.news, where we find what? Oh, you find news, reviews, features, buying guides, tips, occasional spy photo of future products, pretty much anything automotive. Spy photos? Yeah, spy photos. Photos of vehicles that haven't officially been announced or released yet. Oh, yeah, that's, that's often a favorite for, uh, for uh, gearheads, as it were. Uh, it's, it's, it's fun to get a shot of something the automakers are trying to hide. Now, of course, here in Detroit, people are used to that. They drive down 696 or 94, and they see all these really cool vehicles that are covered in camouflage. But most of the country, they don't know what it's like to see a vehicle sometimes two or three years before it rolls into showrooms. From the Motor City, Paul Eisenstein, Headlight.News, and he travels the globe. Tech giants Apple, Amazon, Alphabet, Meta, Microsoft, NVIDIA, and Tesla, known as the Magnificent Seven, have a combined profit exceeding that of almost every country in the world. Last week, Deutsche Bank analysts said the combined market cap of the Magnificent Seven would make it the second largest country stock exchange. Tech companies agree to fight artificial intelligence-generated election misinformation. A group of 20 of the leading companies, including Microsoft, Meta, Google, and OpenAI, have signed a pact to police the rising problem on their platforms. AI-generated content has quickly led to serious concerns about election-related deep fakes. Fungies.io is launching a web store platform to allow mobile game publishers and developers to reach their audience directly. The Palo Alto-based company projects a $60 billion surge in direct-to-consumer revenue. That's your tech report, Trey Thomas, NBC News Radio. Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields. Sitting across the table from the 43rd President of the United States, George W. Bush. Good morning, Mr. President. Thanks for being here. This is an important charity. On a personal note, and I don't want to take too much of your time here because everybody wants to see you. I thought so. (laughs) Any word for the people in Michigan? Yeah, I miss you. I spent a lot of good time up there. I've got a lot of friends. 
Michigan, Detroit. We were just talking about the Motor City. Claude Molinari smiling somewhere because he knows. With the new train station and the Ford Motor Company having invested in repairing that historic landmark about to open, it'd be another reason for people to visit Detroit and stay there, too. We have so many amazing things. Our number one riverfront in the United States, Campus Marshes, all of our attractions, Henry Ford, the DIA. I mean, I could go on and on and on. And, you know, having the number one airport in North America, that is a huge benefit to us. And, you know, we have 4.4 million people that live in Southeast Michigan. And we have an incredibly compelling story. And this is one of the most authentic, unique and desirable cities in the country. And again, as we drive to change the narrative of not only Detroit, but of Michigan and bring more people to come and live here, it starts with a visit. And when we get them here, we get them here. Detroit has the Gordie Howe Bridge connecting with Windsor opening next year and the Great Lakes Tunnel in northern Michigan connecting the Upper Peninsula with the Lower Peninsula has the approval of the Michigan Public Service Commission. And I asked Ryan Duffy from Enbridge Energy how that approval impacts the project. Well, that is very important because it advances the project, and we now have all of the state permits in place that we need to be able to start construction. So we're ready to begin work. The only thing standing in the way here now is a decision on our permit application by the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. You know, we we plan to build this tunnel safely. Safety is going to guide every step of the process. We know the majority of people in the state support the project. Our big goal now is to be ready to get going as soon as the Army Corps completes its work. We expect to hit several new milestones in the project this year, including the fact we're getting very close to naming the construction company for the project. We've been in an ongoing process to identify the very best company with global experience and experience working on similar tunnels, so we're close to that selection. And then in the time it takes for permitting and throughout construction, we'll have all our safety measures up and running at the straits, uh, making sure things are safe through the whole process. NBC News Radio. I'm Troy Thomas. Republican presidential candidate Nikki Haley says she would pardon former President Trump if he's convicted. I believe in the best interest of bringing the country together, I would pardon Donald Trump because I think it's important for the country to move on. During a Fox News town hall Sunday in South Carolina, the former governor said it would be in the country's best interest for Trump to be pardoned so Americans can leave the negativity behind. The widow of Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny says the Kremlin is hiding his body in an effort to cover up his murder. Matt Bodner has the latest on the allegations of an ongoing cover-up. I think right now it's very safe to say a message is being sent in the way the Russian government is handling this. I mean, Alexei Navalny is already dead. This is, this is sort of torturous, I, I would imagine, for the family. The vocal critic of President Vladimir Putin died last week in a Russian prison, and his mother and lawyers have reportedly been denied access to his body. 
Congress is heading home for a two-week recess as the clock is ticking to fund the government. Lawmakers are not expected back on Capitol Hill until February 28th, two days before the March 1st deadline to fund some government agencies. The remaining agencies must be funded by March 8th. The path forward remains unclear as the House has not made progress on any appropriations bill since November, and Speaker Johnson has promised not to pass another short-term funding bill. A new CDC report shows the effects of long COVID are lingering longer among people who live in certain states. It's most prevalent in West Virginia, Montana, and Alabama, where about one in nine people surveyed reported experiencing the effects. You're listening to NBC News Radio. Taking antidepressants like Prozac while pregnant can hinder a child's brain development and possibly cause mental disorders later in life. Those are the findings of a new study published last week in the journal Nature Communications. Experts say antidepressants that raise serotonin levels can influence how the brain learns and how it adjusts. After three decades, the Portsmouth Naval Shipyard in Maine has been removed from an Environmental Protection Agency list. The shipyard was designated as a Superfund site back in 1994. That was due to health and safety concerns. A total of seven areas near the shipyard were identified as possibly being contaminated with toxins. The Navy has agreed to do reviews every five years and to submit reports to the EPA. Health Update, Sarah Lee Kessler, NBC News Radio. Everybody talks about a new world in the morning. New world in the morning, so they say. I myself don't talk about a new world in the morning. New world in the morning, that's today. Good morning. It's Michael Patrick Shields, radio stations across the state of Michigan, worldwide at mibigshow.com. In addition to being available worldwide, we've taken a pretty good shot at taking these microphones far and wide worldwide. Just off the top of my head, some of the places we broadcast from include Ireland, London, Italy, Monaco, and Jerusalem, and Haifa, too. A number of years ago, we had the opportunity to broadcast from Israel. And Efrit Meyer Groman is on our AT&T line right now, I think, here in the United States, in the tourism sector of Israel. Welcome to the airwaves. Hi, good morning, Michael Patrick. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Are you here in the U.S.? Yes, I am. And what is your mission? What do you? Where are you? And what are you doing? I am at Nashville. I arrived for NRB convention starting today, and I'm representing North Kedumim. You should come broadcast from there next time you're in Israel. Uh, I would hope to be able to do that. And in order to do that, I'm curious to ask you right now: What is the state of tourism in Israel and around Israel? Okay, so. Um, 
Right now, we are waiting for the tourists to come back, of course, and Neot Kedumim is a special, unique biblical reserve that brings the stories of the Bible to life through its natural landscape and authentic agricultural installation. So I'm sure whenever tourism will be back, many tourists will come and visit us. We are uh, located at the center of Israel between Tel Aviv and Jerusalem. It's only 15 minutes from Ben Gurion Airport. So really, we are in a central place in Israel. And we propose a connection between the Bible and the nature. According to Luke chapter 12, Jesus says, Consider the lilies, how they grow. So Jesus instructed people to turn their attention to nature, to learn aspects of God's character and the way he works. So this is actually what we are doing at Neot Kedumim. We are linking the nature to the biblical events, and we offer a chance of experience and reflect on our visitors' spiritual heritage. Religious and historic tourism would be the reasons that most people come to Israel, true? Yes, definitely. I think this is really the thing that people are looking for, to immerse themselves in another word, in another word and to have a spiritual uh, experience. And this is actually what we do at uh, Neot Kedumim. Neot actually means a, a place of beauty and Kedumim means ancient, so we are a beautiful ancient landscape. Um, I can give you one example of that, something that we are doing at Neot Kedumim. We speak about water, because water is something very rare in the land of Israel. It, uh, we rely on rains, of course, but we don't have a lot of rain every year. So during a year, you would have in Israel only two or three months of rain, which is really not a lot. And water was used at ancient time um, for drinking, of course, to water flakes or vegetable gardens, for pottery tanning, not a lot for cleaning. And I'm not sure everyone knows that uh, people at the ancient time were, were using um, much less water than we are using today. They were using about four gallons of water per person per day. Now today, an American average will use around 100 to 170 gallons of water per day. So this is just one example of the thing that you will be learning when you will visit uh, Neot Kedumim. When I walked the Via Dolorosa, it was explained to me the way of the cross there, that the street I was walking on was not the same street that Jesus actually stepped on, but that street was 12 feet below or so in the old city of Jerusalem, if I'm remembering correctly. So... Obviously, when people come into the old city, they have the historical nature of it, and they walk the way of the cross, and they go to the site of the crucifixion and the tomb and the, and the garden uh, just outside the city there. But it doesn't look exactly like it did at the time. For those who want to know exactly what it looked like, what, you know, what Israel looked like at the time that Christ walked there, uh, your um, facility, natural facility, would give them that experience? Yes, exactly. Since what was planted at Neot Gedumim was only the plants that were existing at the land of Israel in the time of Jesus. This is what we're specialized for. So whenever you will walk there, you will really feel like you are exactly there. And you can make all kinds of activities. I was talking about one, a guided tour that we have, but we also have um, 
tree planting if you're interested. We have sheep herding. You can lead a flock of sheep and goats and (laughs) learn about the qualities of a good leader based on our forefathers' experience because lots of them were shepherds, as we all know. And we have a, a lot of um, different tours. For example, one of our tours is the Last Supper experience. Now, um, it's well known that the meal that Jesus shared with his disciples at the Last Supper was the Passover meal. And in this tour, we will uh, learn more about it and understand what exactly did they eat in that meal, because we're also specialized in biblical food, which, which is very interesting. And in this uh, tour, you will um, get to know the ancient methods of winemaking, of bread making, and also uh, eat the bitter herbs that they were eating in that meal. So you have a full uh, experience that involves your five senses, and you will uh, taste, of course, and prepare your meal by yourself. Neot Kadumim, is that how you pronounce it? Yes, exactly. Yeah, uh, maybe yeah, not exactly, but close enough, probably. <laughs> uh, if you're looking it up and you're Googling it, it's N-E-O-T. Exactly. Yes. And uh, very near Ben-Gurion Airport, which is the airport you will fly to when you go. When do you think, are there people visiting now from other parts of yeah, the world yet? Actually, there are even Americans visiting right now. Not a lot, not like we're used to, but we have some visitors. Uh, families, small groups, big groups. So, again, you have to uh, Google Neot, N-E-O-T, and then Kedumim, K-E-D-U-M-I-M. Is it safe to visit now? Yes, actually, um, we are the center of the country, so no security problems at all right now. And there's beautiful weather, and we are waiting for all tourists to arrive. Okay, bless you, and thank you very much for that experience. Wow, that is really cool. And do you think a lot of people visit on their way into the country or out since you're near the airport? Exactly. Many groups are arriving directly from the airport or coming back. We're also very flexible in our opening hours, so we can open whenever we have a group that are requesting a special time. Yeah, it'll be a great place to get fresh air and a stretch of the legs and an authentic meal. Thank you very much, and welcome to Nashville. You'll find, I don't think Nashville is very much like Jerusalem. Really? Not like it at all, but (laughs) but I I know you'll have a good time, a very different sort of time, for sure. It's Michael Patrick Shields. You can find my travel writing at goworldtravel.com, traveltatler.org, and every other Sunday in the Gannett Newspaper's Lansing State Journal at lsj.com. The hottest promotions are here at Firekeepers. It's the New Year New Nissan giveaway on Saturday, February 24th. And you could win one of four brand new Nissans, including a spacious Titan pickup or a share of $25,000 in Red Hot credits. Drawings start at 1 p.m. with one winner of a stylish Altima. At 4 p.m., another lucky player wins a gorgeous Murano. And at 7 p.m., we're giving away a Pathfinder SUV. Then at 10 p.m., you could win the grand prize, a four-door Nissan Titan pickup truck. 
Plus, at 11 p.m., another five winners will share 25000 in Red Hawk credits. Earn entries daily for the New Year New Nissan giveaway on February 24th. The best giveaways, the biggest guaranteed prizes, only at Firekeepers. Get your Vegas on at Firekeepers Casino Hotel. I-94 to exit 104 in Battle Creek. Management reserves all rights. It's a new year, but my same wonderful habit. I find myself right back here at Dusty Cellar in search of my 6 for 66 wine club and the wine bar and the tap room. And there's Matt Rhodes. Matt, good to see you. Good to see you, Michael. And yes, it's going to be a fun year. Our Cabernet Club has been a big hit. And we look forward to adding more clubs throughout the year. What about the rest of Dusty's, the wine bar and the tap room and those other services you offer? Yeah, the wine bar and tap room are going strong. The wine bar for casual fine dining, the tap room, your local neighborhood pub. Uh, In the past, uh, I've used your catering services both at your place and at my house. Are you still going to offer those? Yes, we do for all top events, being family, social, corporate, either on-premise here at Dusty's in one of our four private dining areas or at your home or business. Even tailgates, too. So join me, Michael Patrick Shields, and join the 6 for 66 Wine Club at Dusty Cellar. You know by now it's on Grand River in Okemos and online at DustyCellar.com. Cheers, Michael Patrick. NBC News Radio. I'm Trey Thomas. President Biden says Republicans are walking away from America's obligations overseas. While speaking to reporters on the White House lawn, Biden said it was shocking that House Republicans are walking away from the threat of Russia and obligations to NATO. Republican presidential candidate Nikki Haley says she would pardon former President Trump if he's convicted. During a Fox News town hall in South Carolina, the former governor said it would be in the nation's best interest for Trump to be pardoned. Congress is heading home for a two-week recess as the clock is ticking to fund the government. Lawmakers are not expected back on Capitol Hill until February 28th, two days before the March 1st deadline to fund some government agencies. The remaining